Hey everybody, welcome back to the show, uh, or welcome to the show for the first time. If you're new, thanks for coming on board. Thanks for choosing to listen and and joining us for this conversation. Um, if you don't know, this podcast is all about basically. It is a psychedelically minded show, trying to have discussions and talk about things that uh, don't normally get talked about in in our day to day lives or in mainstream culture and on television and, and what we see and and hear and uh, trying to dive deep into the world of uh, of consciousness, altered states, and and uh, sharing experiences with people, inviting guests on the show, and sometimes I have episodes where I just rant myself uh, on some things that I. I feel the need uh, that that I feel that needs discussing and, and talking about, and so uh, this show is is a way to to get the message out into the world um, that uh, about psychedelics and about uh, you know fighting for our right as a human species to partake in activities that alter our states of consciousness to to fight for the freedom to to have a choice in what we uh, put into our minds and our bodies and, and our souls and and how we we decide to to live that life and and on this show I like to explore all kinds of different methods whether it be meditation or uh, ceremonial healing with plant medicines or uh, just um, you know maybe micro dosing and or something like that so Maybe these are things that you never heard about before, but if you listen to this show, you will have a good understanding of what all of this stuff is about. And don't just listen to my show, listen to my guest show, Psychedelic Milk, which is a fantastic podcast that also explores the world of psychedelics and, and takes a deeper look into uh, in, into consciousness and understanding and alternative medicines in, in, a, in a similar way. And uh, my guest today was Ed Leo, from the the host from Psychedelic Milk, and Ed is a fantastic guy. We had an amazing conversation, very thoughtful, very deep thinker, uh, very mindful uh, person, and uh, overall, I could tell just a real genuine, authentic, uh, good-hearted um, uh, person. And so uh, we had a, a really, really great discussion about. Uh, all things psychedelic and and cultural and you know we got a little political too which i i love i love to to talk about that stuff because it's all connected you know it's all connected here and um and yeah so so before i dive into the conversation i just want to tell you guys a little bit so you can find um Ed's work at psychedelicmilk.com. His podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher and all those places where you can find podcasts. And he has uh, usually every episode he does uh, with a guest. The last guest that he had was uh, Tim Scully. It was a great episode. Uh, the basically the Walter White of uh, LSD cooking in the in the sixties. This guy's got a fantastic story. Um, he's had guests like Duncan Trussell and Ben Greenfield and uh, and just a bunch of really other you know Dennis McKenna, a bunch of really great people, Steve Maxwell. And uh, I really like what, what Ed's doing with Psychedelic Milk. And I'm always happy to, to see when people are, uh, are, are creating um, uh, podcasts or shows or whatever they're, whatever they're doing in, in terms of uh, making an effort to expand human consciousness and awareness. I think it's a great thing. 
So before we get into the conversation with Ed, I just want to say that uh, this podcast thing, the, this journey that I'm on, is uh, is is a very exciting one. And I, there's nothing more that I love than talking about these ideas. Uh, and I'm so grateful to have a forum to do that on, and to have listeners that that participate in in this in sharing this journey with with me. And I love having conversations like the one that I had today. And so in order to keep that going, uh, I just ask you guys to, real simple, just uh, go on to iTunes and just leave a, a rating and a, re- a review. If you leave a rating and review on iTunes, um, that really helps out the show. I mean, it's like, it's just probably the best thing that you can do. I mean, if you're a fan, if you're a supporter of the show, you know, subscribe to it and just leave me a, a rating and review iTunes algorithm, the way that it works is the more ratings and reviews you have, the higher your podcast gets in the charts. The higher your podcast gets in the charts, the more likely it is that you'll be able to, that will I'll be able to have uh, you know, big name guests on the show. People who I'm uh, I'm interested in picking their brain and and figuring out and having a uh, you know just wonderful discussions with, and uh, hopefully that will be good for for all of us, right? I mean uh, that's hopefully why you guys tune in. I hope you're tuning in to to be uh, entertained and to be informed and to experience and share in these awesome discussions and 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 uh, kind of mind jams that that we do here on Mikeadelic. So. Please, if you can, just uh, go onto iTunes, leave a, a little rating and a review, and that'll really immensely help the show. And uh, hopefully, I'll be able to commit more time and effort into making this podcast really something just really, really great. You know, better sound quality, better uh, engineering, better uh, social media presence, all that good stuff uh, will come in due time. And uh, all I need is uh, just a little bit of support from from you guys, from the listeners. And, you know, it, it means the world to me um, that if you can do that. All right. Well, without further ado, I guess uh, I, I should. Oh, I should. I should also let you know that uh, I just started recording on Skype. I know a, a couple podcasts ago when I had Corey Allen on, we kind of just jumped into a conversation like midway. You know, the, the episode just started and we were already talking. And so I, I guess that's kind of what's going to happen now as well. I'm going to play the intro music and then it will come into a conversation. Um, me and Ed just start chatting about podcasting and our, our setup. We uh, I was talking about the studio and how uh, the sound things were falling off the wall and whatnot. So you're just going to head right into that middle of uh, our discussion. But uh, we have a, a great one for you, so so buckle your seatbelts and uh, <laughs> strap in and put your helmets on and put your padding on and get ready for, uh, for a great discussion. And so, once again, from Psychedelic Milk, uh, my guest today, Ed Leo, and uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thanks for listening, and uh, once again, if you're a fan of the show, please just go and leave me a nice little rating and review on iTunes. It would be a huge help, and uh, I love you guys. Enjoy. Peace. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. 
be open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. Yeah, it, it fell. It fell down from the wall that it was on near the window. But hopefully, it'll go back on. Yeah. Yeah, I have those two uh, in Hawaii, and there's really no good way to put them on the walls. I think there's like a spray that you can spray on, and it sticks to the walls. But they fall off all the time when I had them, and like the for 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 a year straight, I had. You know, like a few of them just falling out all the time. I have to fix it. It's a pain in the ass, but it definitely works, and it looks cool too. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, it looks good. It looks cool. That's that's what I'm all <laughs> that's what I'm all about. I'm about the look. You know, <laughs> when the ladies come over, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm podcasting in here. You know, <laughs> I'm recording some stuff. You know, <laughs> that's what it's about, man. That's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? What's going on? How you been? I've been good, man. Um, you know, I'm just chilling here. I uh, just did a podcast. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing a lot of podcasts lately. That's uh, awesome. Either, either I'm interviewing people or the other way around. And I just d- did one last night with um, Tim Scully. And, you know, he had a really interesting story. And yeah, you know, I, was, I'm reading. I was, uh, just listening to that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really, really interesting guy. Really brilliant guy, too. And, you know, I'm going through my my Instagram and stuff, checking like there's a lot of um, it's just funny, man, because there's a I mean, that was a popular episode and people really responded to it. And and then you'll also get people that will tell you how to how to do shit like people, people. Some guy wrote me. He was like, hey, man, just listen to your podcast. Uh, He's like, instead of, I noticed that he's like, no, this is what he said. He's like, you know, a lot of, you said cook LSD a lot in that episode. (laughs) I was really annoyed by that. And it was really cringy. And am I the only one that messaged you to, to, to say that to you? Because you're supposed to say synthesize, not cook. By the way, good job on the podcast. That was my first episode I listened to. I really enjoy your work. So it's like, (laughs) it's like, okay, well. First of all, thank you for the compliment. And yes, you're the only one that messaged me <laughs> to say that I shouldn't say cook when Tim Skelly himself said cook. So I don't know, man. It's funny because everybody has an opinion and, you know, it comes with a territory, I guess. So definitely it's just it's just funny to see that. And I'm sure you get a lot of those, too. Like they tell you what to do, what not to do. And it's like, okay, well... Oh, no, me? Oh, no, I'm perfect. No, that's... uh... (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. I get um, all kinds of messages all all the time, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's funny, man. So I just sometimes, man, I get like I get frustrated because they'll write some mean shit, but then, man, that's where I guess that's where I'm stuck. So I shouldn't really care too much about what people think, and I think I'm getting better at it. And uh, but yeah, that's I just found that to be really funny because like 90% of the time it they're all compliments, but mm -hmm. then yeah, you know, 10% you'll get some asshole that thinks that they're better than you or something and uh and they'll, they'll they'll let you know about it and it's uh it's a pretty funny thing i think it's a new thing i think we're not used to this form of communication this incognitoness and i think people people are are so used to it they don't think it's rude anymore like they don't right. apply manners that they have in regular life to the online world just because on my psychedelic milk Instagram page, my picture is not on it. Like my my head is not on it. My logo is on it. My head is not on it. So like they think like they can, you know, just talk shit and and yeah, they, some they think that they think they're just talking to like a a black void with like a milk carton. Right. Like they don't they, <laughs> they don't see like the human behind there. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. The anonymity of of the online experience is something totally new. And uh, I, I used to deal with this in like in the stand-up comedy world. Uh, I, I used to do stand-up comedy, and um, and I don't really do it so much anymore. And but uh, but uh, the, the, you would get I would, you know the criticisms stick out way more than the compliments, you know. And right, like right. you'd be like, wow, there's like not like 95% of the people love what I do, but then 5% of the people hate what I do and and the, for some reason that's all you're focusing on you know it's 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 yeah. probably some kind of primal thing where our our brains are like designed to uh, alert us to fear and 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 uh, danger more so we like t tend to hone in on that but yeah man I I've been trying to uh, if, if there's any kind of like negativity and, and things like that coming from someone I'm I always try and like it's uh you know meet them with like compassion you know just be like Oh, there must be something going on in you where you feel like you need to like, you need to get this out. You need to get one up on someone. You need to show that you're smart in some way, or you know. I feel like a lot yeah. of times people feel that they they're like, oh, I I messaged uh, I messaged Ed and I gave him some advice, so you know I feel pretty good about myself because I knew something that maybe he didn't know. And it's like, you know, you just have to kind of look at them and be like, all right, okay, all right, you you can feel that way. That's 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 cool. You, you go yeah. ahead yeah and i think it's just like we live in this age where everybody needs to be heard and they think their opinion matters a lot and that's you know furthest from the truth you know i think everybody has an opinion but doesn't make it right you know and sometimes it's it's your obligation to let the other person know like what they're doing right or wrong but then most of the time it's better to leave it to yourself you know, I used to talk shit on the internet all the time on forums or Reddit or things like that where, you know, I would be that guy. But then after starting the podcast, I realized what I was actually doing. And really, I was the only I was the one that was hurt in that situation. Like something triggered me to a point where I had to lash it out. It wasn't really the person I'm talking shit to. It was really myself mm -hmm. so yeah definitely. i think i understand yeah, i understand more more than before like where these people are coming from and it's really interesting because i shouldn't take any offense to it but you know sometimes man it's like 
it, they get real creative and you know it's just <laughs> sometimes it gets to you man <laughs> yeah don't let it get to you man don't let it get to you i uh I'll, i didn't really do an intro but i'll do one now so uh joining me today on mikeadelic we have ed Liu. Ed, did i see your last name right yeah, it's uh, Liu, but Liu. It's, uh, it's fine. Yeah, Ed Liu from the Psychedelic Milk podcast. And yeah, you run a brilliant podcast. I, I'm a huge fan. I, I love what you're doing. I, I consider you to be uh, somewhat like of, a, of an auteur. You know, you, you really have like a real succinct um, design and sound and uh, style. And, um, and uh, I love what you're doing. You're putting out awesome content. You're interviewing great guests. You're, you're asking deep questions and... Uh, and yeah, man, and 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 I'm glad that, that there's someone out there in the in the east uh, that, that's doing that, right? You're you're lo- you're located in Hong Kong, right? Right, right. There yeah, you go. I'm, yes. I'm deep here in Hong Kong in the east, and uh, and thanks for the compliments, man. I really appreciate it. And you know, talking to people like you and other guests of mine have been a real pleasure to me because from these conversations, I think we can all grow and learn something new and so does our audience and i think that it is a great platform for people like me and you to you know talk to our heroes and uh it's it's amazing man i'm really really thankful for the podcast and to speak to you and um other people as well so thanks man yeah of course no no problem yeah i mean that's what it's all about Uh, you know listening to your last episode um where uh, uh, Tim Scully is talking about, you know, wanting to change the world and, and LSD and that, and that sort of thing. And it's like, look, we, we, we might not be uh, cooking anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we might, we, we, we not, might not necessarily be, uh, you know, doing that in, in the sense of, of, uh, of providing, like, actual substances to, to people. But I think that uh, I would like to think that at least we're me, you, you know, people that are, that are in this podcasting space or making YouTube videos about this kind of stuff is helping spread the message and spread the, the information and, and our experiences and help share uh, things with, with people that might not have been uh, open to experiencing something. Uh, maybe maybe taking a substance is too much for them to handle right now, so they want to maybe wade in the waters and, and listen to something first and maybe get educated or something like that. So I think that there's a good, you know, a good service to be done in, in trying to move the needle, push the world into a more positive direction with, uh, with, with talking about this stuff, you know, just talking about it. Yeah, and I think talking about it really destigmatizes a lot about, you know, whether it's psychedelics or, you know, meditation. A lot of people have certain ideas about these things already. And then when we talk about it, we we dissect it further and we kind of wash away our pre- preconceived notions about it. And the more we're familiar with it, the, the, the more you might actually try it and the things that we're talking about, at least for my podcast, is very, in my opinion, is very beneficial to, uh, I think, to the human psyche, the human body, the mind. And I am really passionate about telling other people about these, you know, subjects or techniques or substances. And I think it could really benefit a lot of people. And you know, me and you, we're not chemists, we're not producing any actual physical object that can transform people. But I think 
you know, information is gold in the 21st century. So, you know, wars could be won, won via information, via ideas. And I think yeah. in this century and this time, it is one of the most important things we can do as human beings is to share ideas, talk about it, perhaps change each other's minds and uh, have an open mind as well. And I think it is really important. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. It's it's you know, we live in a time right now. That it's unprecedented. You know, this is what we're, what we're doing right now is insane. You know, if like like even even 30 years ago, if you were like, oh, yeah, I just uh, I was on a Skype call with a, with a person from Hong Kong. You know, we were able to you know, we have video chat uh, capabilities and stuff like that. So all this this new technology connects us all in the world like we've never been connected before. You know, there there it's just uh, it's it, there's never been this much connection. And I think what, what comes with that is uh, is definitely some kind of responsibility. I mean, I saw like a meme that was going around that said like in in this age of information ignorance is a choice and it's like you got to kind of I, I kind of agree with that I mean it seems almost a little hostile to people that are I guess ignorant but I mean it's it's really like I feel like people might you know you might be doing yourself a little bit of a disservice if you don't try and seek out some information on the uh, on the old world wide web here you know <laughs> yeah and also I think there's uh, dangers that come with it because we could be locked in a bubble and we could surround ourselves with ideas that that you know confine with our own ideas and it's a really kind of a dangerous trap that i fall into all the time whenever i have an ideology that i think is correct you know i go to the forums i go to those subreddits and i talk to and surround myself with people with the same ideas and that could reinforce your ideas and it could lead into something that is false. And I think that we need to be really careful of that and to really look at both sides of everything, whether it's psychedelics or politics or anything, you know, because with psychedelics, there's a lot of, you know, people telling you how good it is and, and what it can do, the potentials, there's hardly anybody out there talking about the dangers and what you should do afterwards and the integration process and how much, you know, um, improvement in these, that needs to be done. But I think that um, we are doing that right now on, on podcasts or YouTube videos. And I think that um, it's important to, to highlight both sides of the story. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I can completely agree with you. I think integration processes, and 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 education is is super important. I know there's a couple of YouTube channels. One's called like Play Safe. Another is Psyched Substance. Um, there's there's these kind of drug education forums and, and and things like that. There's people that are specializing in harm reduction. Uh, I I uh, had uh, Sarah Gale of Maps uh, with. Uh, the Zendo project. She, it's a. Uh, are you familiar with the Zendo project? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they're they're specializing in like harm reduction. You know, sitting with people that are going through challenging experiences. And uh, I had the pleasure of working with um, uh, Dr. Uh, Gabor Mate's uh, daughter-in-law, Dr. Tanya Mate, who specializes in ayahuasca integration. Uh, and she's, you know, doing, they're doing some phenomenal work, um, with, uh, with that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's very centered on like a, 
a healing uh, perspective and um, trying to make sure that, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, both sides of the story and fully encompassing everything full circle. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, everybody's perspective, you know, when they talk about whatever, whatever they're talking about, whatever their speciality is or, or whatever, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing because it's, it's, it is hard to almost get out of your own way and to kind of let that, let whatever ego you have about whatever you feel you know something about uh, kind of go to the wayside so you can open up and learn a little bit more or so you can adapt to maybe a new process of doing things. Um, I, I was thinking about this. I, I was super stoned last night and sometimes I have, you know, some of my best thoughts, but I was like, you know, it's, it's really, there really is no such thing as like an unbiased perspective. Like, uh, no, no two people are the same. Everybody is completely different and, and the, you experience like a multitude of, of life experiences, like almost an infinite amount of life experiences that make up your, your worldview. And then you, you kind of address everything from that particular standpoint. And I think, I think that's a great thing. I just think that some, some people need to, uh, well, yeah, you know, maybe just open, <laughs> oh, oh, maybe we all, not just some people, but we all have to kind of, <clears throat> you know, kind of get out of our own ways a little bit to understand that there's a, another, you know, that there is another perspective and there's always something to be learned about from that other perspective. So I think I just went off on a little bit of a tangent. I, I kind of forget where we, we were talking about. No, man, I love it. <laughs> no, um, I think you're exactly on point there. And uh, we can only try to be, you know, to take ourselves out of the equation and really look at things with an uh, unbiased view. And as long as we try and as long as we're encountering that problem or that situation with awareness, with mindfulness, I think that's all that matters because like you said, we're never going to be able to completely take ourselves out and, and be unbiased. There's going to be a little bias all the time. And it's, it's really hard because when things get personal and when things deal with your, your personal life, whether it's, you know, race, sex or country or whatever, whatever the case may be, or your beliefs, religion, um, you tend to speak from your ego. And that's one of the things I've been working on lately. It's because there's there's a lot of um, different opinions going on nowadays with whether it's with you know psychedelics or politics or or religion. But then when I'm talking about these subjects and the other person that's talking to me is saying something that I'm disagreeing with. Sometimes I'll respond in a hurry and I'll respond with my ego. I'm almost not even listening to the other person. I'm just trying to defend my my information that I have gathered throughout these years that formed into what I believe is true. Right. And I'm not really giving the other person a chance to really have them speak their mind and for me to understand it. And that happens for me, for the other person, it pretty much happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you talk to another person that is truly listening with their heart. It's really rare. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that I'm working on and I need to work on more is whenever somebody is talking, I need to really listen with my heart instead of just judging what they're saying with my ego instantaneously and then 
deflecting it or accepting it. I think that's one of the the hardest things to do, though, because in order to do that, we need to be aware of the ego. We need to be aware of our defense mechanisms. And it's hard because in the marketplace, that's how we operate. We operate with our ego for the most part. You know, when somebody bumps into you, I'm I'm sure it happens to you in New York, Mm -hmm. maybe on a subway or something. Your first reaction is to protect yourself, you know, because you're physically sort of harmed and you want to protect your your body it's one of those primate instincts i guess but then when somebody attacks you with with an ideology that you don't agree with it's almost like the same thing and you you want to defend yourself as much as possible because if not then whatever you believe in is false and you're an idiot or you have been praying to the wrong god for all these years and yeah, that's wow. not that's yeah. not fun, right? Right. So it's it's a really hard thing, man. And I've been practicing that lately. I've been listening to, you know, other people that don't share my ideologies more and more, and um, trying to approach it with the with an open mind, with an open heart. And sometimes I change my mind, but sometimes I don't. And um, yeah, it's it's impossible to be completely unbiased, but. You know, I think we should get rid of the obvious ones, at least. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that, uh, yeah, like you said a lot of good things there. So like when you're when you're like responding, it's almost this kind of reactionary thing where, where you're responding from the ego. And it's like, you know, you have this kind of you have all of your life experiences and all of your information and, and all of the stuff that makes you you and, and how you look at the world and your perspective. And it's like sometimes. Our, our ego is just like a, all right, just like, just, you know, just get it and go, just, just pick it up and go. It's, it's just kind of, it's not really meant to like sink in deep and, and, and respond from like a, a true place. It, it kind of just takes what it knows and just gives the, the first thing that it can, you know, the first answer or the first response or something, um, you know, very reactionary. And, uh, and yeah, it's it's tough because it's kind of like we live in this fast-paced world where, you know, there's so much stuff going on and it's kind of like we've be- become almost accustomed to answering uh, people that way or responding to people that way um, and just kind of conversing with people that way. I mean, I, I personally find it to be so soul-nourishing to have conversations like this. And this is one of the reasons why I do what I do is because... I really only like to have conversations like this. I mean, I, 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 I sure, I, of course, um, you know, like to shut off my mind a little bit and, and goof around and have fun and all that kind of stuff. But I really, really enjoy deep, deep, deep conversations talking about psychology and philosophy and psychedelic and all this stuff is just fascinating to me. And I, you know, the average person in, in my life just doesn't want to talk about this kind of stuff. So it's like, it, it leaves, um, you know, I'm just I'm just glad that we're able to have have this space to to do this kind of stuff because I feel like it's much needed in this world and and obviously you know with the rate that podcasting has has kind of grown you could see that people really are craving for that kind of connection that 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 long form conversation where they want to sit and they want to listen uh, to somebody uh, you know talk for a couple hours or or whatever you know because it's just like you where where else are you getting this in your daily life and and not also where are you getting it but it's like you can't. Like people aren't allowed to talk this way in like their corporate jobs, and in 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 whatever you know field that they're in, it's it's uh it's it's almost like forbidden. It's like um, 
you know, if, if, if you started talking about some of the things that we talk about on our shows, you know, in like an office, people look at you like, <laughs> dude, what? Like, dude, I'm just trying to like fucking have my coffee and send out emails. What the hell are you talking about? You know, what, what are you talking about? Love and shit? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. Good luck with that. I mean, I think it's ingrained, ingrained within us to have these long form conversations because in Again, this is bro science. This is not actual science. This is just <laughs> some, I read it on YouTube and it's not backed by science. So don't, don't hate on me. Don't, don't Instagram message me saying that this is not a legit fact. But I think, this is what I think, that in our ancestor days, we sit around a fire and we talk. We talk to each other at night. And that is how we share stories. That is how we pass down things is all via oral tradition. Mm -hmm. But now everything, you know, we, we watch a YouTube video for 10 minutes and we, we talk to each other via text message and it's very unfulfilling. It's almost like eating the salad and not really getting to the meat um, part of the meal and you're just left with a salad. It's very unfulfilling. It's very on the surface level. And, you know, it's very fast and very convenient, no doubt about it. But there's a a, a missing component in, in texts and in emails. That is a human component, you know, like when whenever you when we talk to each other, we can hear our, our tones, we can hear the highs and lows, or when we see each other, we can also look at our facial expressions and how how they're dressed and what what kind of body language they're, they're doing. But all of that stuff is missing. And I think we're trying to get that back into our lives. Remember when the internet first exploded, like all the, the videos and interviews, they were super short because people thought our, our attention span only lasted that long. And then podcasts got more and more popular. And, you know, Joe Rogan did these... He's still doing these like three hour podcasts and they're popular as fuck. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. And I think the reason is we we're longing for the, for those uh, long conversations, man. When we listen to Joe Rogan, we imagine ourselves being in his studio, you know, talking and listening to him and his guests. And it's very fulfilling, man. You know, before I go to sleep, I'll you know, throw on Joe Rogan or other podcasts and I'll set the timer on the podcast so it'll shut off in about an hour. And that's how I go to sleep. It's kind of like a nighttime story in a way, you know, and uh, I think that's a big part of that is missing in our human experience today. And I think that we need to bring it back. And yeah. I think we are bringing it back. So it's awesome. <laughs> you're, you're, you're totally right, man. And this, um, it, this is like something that I'm a big believer in, uh, and 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 kind of want to talk about and write about a lot and it's this kind of uh idea that terence mckenna uh wrote a book on called the archaic revival and it's like this this kind of turning back to uh the the the, the days of of kind of the tribal ancestors and the hunter-gatherer ways but combined with the advancements that we've made today you know it's this it's this kind of digital nomad uh, lifestyle, this kind of like, you know, global, uh, tribal community. I mean, that's, that's the, the way that I feel, you know, when I'm listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and, and some of my favorite ones is when he has, um, 
uh, Dr. Chris Ryan and Duncan Trussell on together, and it's three of them doing a podcast. I feel like that's my tribe, or Aubrey Marcus, you know, uh, on on as well. And I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I'm in a tribe. I'm like with a band of like hunters or something, and we're like we're all sitting around a fire, and we're when we're trading stories, and we're talking about life, and we're talking about the cosmos, and and even though I'm not talking, I feel like that I'm there, you know, and that and I feel like this is kind of like a a signal that's been it's been kind of shot out you know almost uh what was that show like heroes where they're like find the find the others like you have to find the others and it's like Mm -hmm. uh i i feel like that is kind of like you're you're like my psychedelic tribe brother from another mother you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're like yeah for sure man and 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 it's it's because there's the way that our society is structured uh, you know it's it's kind of against it goes against our natural human uh, desires and our natural human instincts to want to, uh, you know, like live in that in that community space where we're we we are really a part of our community where we're really a part of like what's going on we're really a part of uh, and involved in the lives of the people that we're living with and because we all share the same beliefs and we all cherish the same things and we all like hold the the same values and and we all tell the same stories and 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 i'm a big fan of of joseph campbell and he talks about just like the the importance of mythology and and passing stories down from from generation to generation having having these these uh these myths to like to live by in your culture so i'm a real big believer in that because we live in a time right now where we're very disconnected and disengaged from from our culture you know we live in this like big monolith machine culture you know where it's like everybody's kind of checked out a little bit and um you know i think we need we need this kind of connection more more than ever you know it's it's weird the universe has a weird way of 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 working i think you know i think everything kind of happens for a reason and you know we're seeing like the emergence of this long form podcasting discussions and there, there's there's sort of this psychedelic renaissance that's like slowly creeping up and ayahuasca is spreading you know it, 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 it all over the world now people know about this thing that nobody knew about you know 20 years ago and so i think there's a real kind of like desire or yearning in humanity or in 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 something to to really like connect with each other, connect with our tribes, f- connect with our communities before we fucking kill ourselves, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. We yeah, have the technology uh... to do so, you know? We have the nukes, we have the bombs, it's, it's a, and we have a psycho in, in, the, in the presidency here in, in, in the United States. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, you made a lot of great points. And, you know, I think it's also hard to find people that that share your values as well. You know, in the city, it's really hard. Um, it's really ironic because when you're living in a city, it's like you're packed with um, millions of people, but then it's really hard to connect with them. Yeah, you know, it's almost my, like my thoughts of, we have to be. My thoughts of murder are increased when I'm in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, definitely true, and <laughs> it's hard to connect with people because people are really cold heart, cold blooded, and it's a defense mechanism because you have to act that way in order to survive in a city. You have to act tough. It's like, like Tim Scully said, you know, he was in prison and people that act the toughest are probably the more, the more, the most scared because the more scared they are, the more tough they have to be. Right. So I think in a city, the same thing is true and nobody acknowledges each other. (laughs) Everybody thinks each other, 
as invisible. And, uh, you know, it's hard to find people that are in your frequency. Well, and well, that's uh, I, I don't I just want to jump in and say something real quick when you're like when when you're talking about like you're you're not no one's acknowledging the other. Uh, they're 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 looking at other people like they're invisible. It's it's almost like, you know, that's a mirror to yourself, you know, because the other the other is you, you know, like we're we're so connected to each other. It's and and, and we don't even realize it that when we're ignoring people and those people become invisible, it's like we're ignoring ourselves and and then we become invisible and then we're just like a, a just a, a nothing. We're just like a number, a cog in a machine. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And it's hard to have conversations because every two minutes I'll look down at my phone to check, you know, my Facebook or whatever. And it's very, very disconnecting to the real world. And uh, it's impossible these days to find a tribe in real life. It's uh, if you have one, please stick with it and keep it because you're very lucky. Um, for me, at least, even if with my own friends, there's only a few of them that share the same beliefs and share the same um, views on the universe, basically. The other ones are really into alcohol or pharmaceutical drugs, and they're really into numbing agents that that numb themselves every night so they don't have to deal with the reality that is the universe. And it's really unfortunate for me to say that because, you know, I here I am, I have a podcast with psychedelics and spirituality and stuff like that. And some of my closest friends, they abuse, you know, pharmaceutical drugs just to escape their own pain. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that, that is, that's kind of sad for me to, to see, but then I'm not, I'm not in a position to tell them, Hey, maybe you should relax on a Xanax or, or the, um, the opioids for for a minute you know i'm not in a position to say that so it's uh i don't know where i'm going with this but you know it's it's hard to find a, a tribe that you really sync with and when you but you know the internet is helping you know like me and you are talking you know i, I talk to a lot of people you talk to a lot of people that jive with your frequency so i think when you when you find something on the, even on the internet, you should definitely cherish it and you know um, and be be thankful for it. And there's you know there's a lot of people in this psychedelic community that that might share the same values as I do, but then you know like they're super hippie. <laughs> they have like head headbands on. They they're they have like long hair. You know what I mean? Like they they're doing the didgeridoo <laughs> and it's like it's like you know i'm not beep, hating on beep, that beep, beep. i'm not and i love the didgeridoo you know it's it's very psychedelic but you know what i mean like i do it's, I, um, I actually like, do know exactly what you mean yes yeah like they're they're portraying the stereotypical hippie and they're, they're, like, they're oh, putting oh, on man. the role of what they think that they should be rather exactly. than just being authentically what they are um yeah and that I might totally be who they are that. yeah that that might be who they are, right? And you know, I'm not sure. That's the thing. I'm not sure. Oh, well, I get and... a, I get a sense of like like I get a sense of that, and I might be incorrect. Like you said, like uh, you know, it, it, but it does sign. I, I I'm very like attuned to kind of 
maybe figuring out, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I get a sense or a feeling if I see someone who I'm like, oh, I, I could see you're kind of putting on a show a little bit, you know, you're kind of putting on a little bit of a show. But, but then again, maybe that's, that's how they feel that they could best express themselves is by putting on that show, you know? So yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that, I guess. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not hating on it in any way, but there are some, some of them that are kind of fake i think there is a festival called the lightning in a bottle oh yeah and, uh, yeah you know, I've, I've never been to it i've never been to it so i can't talk shit but here i am gonna talk shit about it uh-huh. uh, my friend went to it and he was like hey dude that was like the best time ever it should definitely come next year so i'm like oh what is it and he sent me a video it's like a trailer of the the festival and i, I clicked on a trailer and it was like i mean <laughs> i can't I can't even put into words how how pretentious it looked. And what, was it just like like a bunch of like hippies that are like eating like twelve dollar pulled pork sandwiches and like drinking like kale shakes and like listening to trance music and jumping around in dirt with uh, lights and stuff like that? It's like you know, <laughs> it's like vegans that look down on meat eaters. And, oh, it is. Okay. You know, people are meditating. Uh, well, that's just one one aspect of it. Of course, I don't know, right? I'm just projecting what I think it is. And uh, this is where I'm stuck, I guess. But in the video, there's like people with uh, LED lights meditating and, <laughs> you know, they're meditating on some more LED lights and the, the lights glow, they change color and uh, they hired they hired like, the, uh, like some kind of shaman or something. And uh, the shaman was telling them, like money is the root of all evil and capital capitalism is bad. And what? This friend, was, was in like, the trailer but, video? No, this was actually my friend's experience. Oh, and he oh. was telling me that Jesus, like that how crazy. ironic is the shaman because he's getting paid to be here and meanwhile he's talking shit about the money system. Yeah, that's fucked <laughs> so, up. So so, you know, I don't know. I and to the people that lightning in the bottle, you guys might be great people. And I'm sorry, I don't know anything about this festival yeah oh, I, I don't i don't know this guy ed by the way to the lightning in the bottle people uh, <laughs> i do not support this message i'd be happy to podcast at your festival <laughs> <laughs> so you know i i'm i apologize to anybody that's <laughs> affiliated or or is attending or has attended that festival but the point remains is that there's a lot of people in this community or field that try to project a certain image and um it's it doesn't rhyme with me, and when I look at it, it's it's really pretentious, and it's it. So the point the point still stands that it's really hard to to find people that you really sync up with in this in any community, you know. And um, but you know, I think with my podcast and your podcast, we have found our own type of people, and I think it's great, man. Yeah, definitely, I I agree, and uh, you know, I think that like. There, there is this kind of uh, a feeling that, uh, that, that, that I think that is in existence where it's like you really, you really want to be a part of something, you know, like you re- everybody really wants to feel like they have some kind of meaning to their life, that there's like a point and there's a purpose and that they belong to some something in somewhere. And I think that, uh, you know, sometimes that stuff gets co-opted 
and sold and marketed and 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 it gets and it becomes kind of commercialized you know what you're talking about with like lightning in the bottle and stuff and i i uh i attended coachella music festival um for for a few years i i went one year and i had a great experience and uh and then i i went back a couple years in a row and then i noticed as the festival grew and I think this happens with all things, you know, it's, it, as, as, as companies grow, as people grow, uh, as you start to make more and more money, as you start to become more and success, more successful or more famous, it becomes harder and harder to kind of retain genuine authenticity. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, this is, this is something that, that people struggle with. And so, you know, as, as an effort to kind of want to be a part of something or, or, or something like that, it's, it's easy to kind of just join something that's uh, commercialized and just kind of there already, you know, and just kind of be a part of that. And um, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe yourself gets a little lost in in the process. But I think it's just this deep, deep desire for for people to to want to be, you know, feel feel needed and, and connected. And you know, sometimes the ideologies are are wrong. Um, and that, you know, I see that here in the United States, like uh, just a lot of people have good intentions. You know, they definitely have good intentions or they think they're coming from a place of good intention, but they don't really know what they're talking about. They don't really know how to go about it. And, uh, you know, actually, Joe Rogan makes a good point about this. He talks about, you know, when the body has like a disease, when there's like a cancer or something, it's it, the white, white blood cells uh, like a like rush to attack the the spot to, to to heal it. They don't necessarily know what's wrong. They just rush to a, to to heal. And I think a lot that that's going back to what you said too about like the ego responding. It's just this kind of rushing of reactionary response. I, I feel like that happens on on a massive level uh, and on the kind of on a group level as well. So you get you know you get people that just kind of feel safe and they and they're like all right I'm a part of something and you know I, I just feel like maybe this is something that I can identify with and there's no real inner investigation. Um, does it, does that make sense? You know like uh, yeah kind of inner knowing. Yeah yeah this is what I'm watching from afar um, for the last month. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, of course, what's happening in the U.S. And I'm watching it from Hong Kong, and it's really, really interesting. And, um, you know, it's this is exactly what you're talking about. You know, people sense something is wrong or it shouldn't be happening, and their white blood cells rushing in to solve the situation, but they're doing it in such an un, unmindful manner that... It's almost they're they're not they're not just not stopping the bleeding, but they're making it worse. And I think that you know a lot of people have good intentions, but they just are directing their energy into the wrong place. And it's not you know it's not their fault because they're ignorant or they're lacking awareness and mindfulness. And I think their hearts are in the right place, but. Um, I think that needs to to change, and in order for us to grow as a human race, and we need to realize that um, we shouldn't do things so quickly, we shouldn't react so quickly. We should take ourselves out of the equation, like we said earlier, and um, and react, not react, but act with mindfulness, act with with uh, a slower pace and awareness, and I think that. What's happening right now 
as I'm seeing it, 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 it serves a great example for how I should act in my life. And I think it's really a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I don't know what you think because I, you know agree, what? Like, I tend to I agree. Ha- I have a lot of opinions on, on this matter, on politics and stuff. And <laughs> quite frankly, I don't think they're, they're the most popular opinions. And quite frankly, I think that a lot of people in the psychedelic world, colleagues of mine, I guess, are, are going to disagree with what I have to say or what I believe in or what I think is, you know, should should happen. Well, what what, and, what are those? Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that there's a lot of things. I don't know where you want to start, man. You can, you, <laughs> you, you can feel feel free. Well, I mean, I guess if you don't know already, I mean, I, I, uh, I also host a political podcast called Part of the Problem with a stand-up comedian friend of mine, Dave Smith. And basically, you know, uh, my political philosophy and my viewpoint is I, I'm kind of like a, you know, I'm, a, I'm like an anarchist, you know. I'm pretty much just like a, for total uh, just... <laughs> like uh, dissolving of, of all authoritarian, uh, power structures. And, uh, so I'm, I'm pretty much like, uh, against that. And that's, that's a pretty radical viewpoint, I think to have in, in this community. Um, so yeah, so, so I'm not, uh, I won't be, and I think the listeners of this, of this show would be interested to, to hear what you have to say regarding that, that matter. Well, I think that I'm a, I'm a centrist and just, just for the fact that I'm not talking shit about Donald Trump, people are going to hate me, man. And I'm following Donald Trump on all my social media because I'm very interesting, interested at what he has to say. And I think that I think I really do think that he is a blessing in disguise with him in office. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really think that. And a lot of people don't think that way, especially in the psychedelic world, because we're supposed to be liberal. Right. We're supposed to care about, you know, um, the issues that Donald Trump hates, you know. And I think that when when he was running for office, I had I had a thought that okay, well, if this guy, and, and at the time I didn't know too much about him. Like I know I watched Celebrity Celebrity Apprentice <laughs> back in the day, and that's pretty much all I knew about him. Um, you know, a couple of months ago. And I thought, well, if this guy is as crazy as CNN makes him out to be, then maybe it's a good thing because, look, our government isn't serving us any good. Look, Obama was a shitty president. I'm sorry. You know, like he was not a good president. I agree. I didn't think he did. I don't think he did a good job. And I think that I think that with somebody crazy in office, maybe people will band together and kind of just say fuck the system and reexamine everything that we have in place and then move forward with new new policies and new rules and make things better and i think that a lot of a lot of that is happening right now but I also think that he's doing some good stuff you know like he's he's trying to ban the lobbying i think that's great um he is for gay rights i think that's awesome the abortion stuff, the uh, the torture stuff. I think with the um, with his CIA director, I don't agree with it. But then these are some things that previous presidents have done in the past. Right. Just like the the visa ban stuff, you know, Obama has done this time and time and again, 
And, but nobody talked about it when Obama was doing it. That's right. I wonder why, you know, is people just don't like Trump and people just don't like the way he speaks. Yeah. People don't like the way he looks. It's not because of the things that he's doing. You know, the media hates him and the media is getting a lot of clicks, man, from from this hate. Yes. And they're, yes. they're eating it up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people are being played right now. Like oh, people yeah. are like people's emotions are getting played and they don't even realize it. <sighs> they think that they are being the white knight. You know, I'm the liberal white knight. You know, I'm at the I'm at the Women's March, man. Yeah. You know, I'm keep going I'm fucking preach, doing the right preach, thing. Brother, preach. You're on, you're nailing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, a lot of people when they hear this this side of me, you know, the political side, you know, they'll they'll turn it off and they'll say, like, fuck this guy. Like he's not one of us. Like he's for psychedelics, but he's a Trump supporter. Like what the fuck? You know what I mean? I'm not a Trump supporter or I'm not a Trump hater. I'll call it for what it is. If he's fucking up, then I'll call it, you know? Like I think his his visa ban thing is a little extreme. I think um you know, again, his CIA director is crazy. He's for, he wants Snowden dead. Um, there's a lot of things he can improve on. But also, I think that a lot of people are looking at him with this super biased filter. Yeah. You know, yeah, people man. just want to hate him. People don't like him. I mean, we went from this charismatic black president that everybody seemed to love, no matter what he was doing, to this 70 year old orange toad <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like it's a big it's a big change and people aren't ready for that change yet but part of the reason why trump was elected was because obama so you know everything happens for a reason and i'm not here trying to call out obama or trying to call out trump i think that obama did some great things and he did some horrible things and i think trump would also do the same thing but one thing I really appreciate Trump for doing is like he's really fucking predictable, you know, mm -hmm. whatever he says he's going to do, he's actually done. And he's not. I mean, for the first time, we don't have some, you know, liar in in the White House saying like, oh, you know, if you elect me, I'm going to do this. And then when he gets in the White House, they'll do something else. I think Hillary was 100 percent going to do that. Mm -hmm. I think Hillary is probably bombing Yemen and Syria right now if she was the president mm -hmm. instead of this the visa ban so You know, I think a lot of people are gonna disagree with what I have to say or what I believe in but I'm open to You know new opinions. I'm open to um, you, What you have to say because I, you know what man? I surround myself with people that have different opinions than me, you know People my friends my family they all hate Trump but what I see is that they're looking at this with a very closed mind and they're looking at this with with rage, with um, with the impression of what whatever CNN is telling them to be true. And, you know, the moment the moment the first time you take take a psychedelic, you'll realize the mainstream media is full of shit <laughs> yeah. and you shouldn't trust them. So why am I trusting CNN or MSNBC or Fox News right now? You know, I'm not. And the thing that psychedelics have taught me is to look at things on a deeper level. Because if you trust CNN, you would think that mushrooms would kill you. You know, that is their truth. That is their their news. And it's fake as fuck. You want to talk about fake news? That's fake news, man. We've We've been served fake news for... 
you know, 50 fucking years, you know, the war on drugs and everything else. So we knew people in the psychedelic community, we knew fake news is real. We knew what the real fake news was. And if you just give a little, give a little time and think about it, you know, you would, you would come to these conclusions. But I think a lot of people are, have been gotten to, even in people in our community, you know, in the psychedelic world, they've been listening to Washington Post or CNN or Fox News for way too long. And if their friends and family did tell them that these things are true, most of the time they'll believe it, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're we're just way too busy to really dissect every single thing and to determine if it's true or false. I'm I live alone. I spend a lot of time by myself in 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 quietness and with nobody around. So I do have the time and I do have the space to really think about these things and draw my own conclusions. But a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people live their families. They have a job. They have kids, and whatever is on TV or whatever their girlfriend or boyfriend is telling them, they'll be influenced by it. And right now, their current narrative in the mainstream, in in the big cities in LA, New York, San Francisco, is to hate Trump, yeah, and yeah. that is what everybody wants to do. Wow. So I think. You know, we we gotta look deeper into this. I'm not saying I'm not saying Trump is an angel, or I'm not saying he's a good guy. All I'm saying is, whoever's in power, it doesn't matter if it's Obama, if it's Trump or Hillary or Putin, we have to look at it, you know, on with an open mind, with an open heart, with a non-biased uh, view viewpoint. I think that's really important, man. And I think that's lacking right now in 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 the US and around the world. And it, it kind of makes me sad, man, because you know, I think people that take psychedelics should be smarter than this. You know, we should we shouldn't like be gotten to. We we're better than this, you know. But right, right. the emotions so, are so high that we lose the mindfulness, we lose the awareness. And we lose the Ottman, you know. So yes, yeah. It's uh, I think we we have to work on ourselves way more. And I think there's a. I'm sorry to go on this rant, but no, keep going. I love it. There's a <laughs> there's a lot of like SJWs out there that are about love and light, and um, you know, they're all about peace and and happiness and no war. And listen, I agree with all those points, right? But then they're on the streets with uh, with a fuck Trump sign or or a rape Melania sign or or something that's really hateful, you know. And I think I think like, do you know what you're doing? Like, do you know exactly at this moment what you're actually doing? Because you're you're causing hate, you're causing division, you're causing this hysteria that you're promoting and if you're pro- if you're supposed to be about peace and love and anti-war anti-gun whatever then you should act that way you shouldn't you should lead by example yeah you shouldn't be on the street you can't fight fire with fire right you know sometimes you can but not not in this case so that's what i'm seeing a lot of times these days is a lot of people fighting fire with fire and it's really contradictory because these people are supposed to be the most peaceful people on earth, 
they're supposed to be the most evolved, enlightened, and their actions show the opposite. So it's um, it's it's really it's really been a been a mind fuck, man. Like <laughs> these few months, and um, you know, I'm not afraid to to speak my opinion, you know. But there's a lot of people I think that share the same views as me. But they're in liberal positions, whether they're in universities or in a psychedelic realm or whatever the case may be. They kind of have to go with the mainstream narrative that is, you know, happening right now in our zeitgeist. So, yeah, and it's a shame that they feel compelled to go with the mainstream narrative. I think one of the biggest tragedies of all time is people not feeling like they have the freedom to speak their mind. People not, you know when you when you're when you feel compelled to you know or you're afraid to speak your mind you have to you have to shut up you have to keep silent and then you have you involve in all these like you were saying before mind-numbing diversionary things or or painkillers or other kinds of stuff like that to just get your mind uh, out of you know get your mind off of things and because we've been conditioned and trained kind of not to have our own thoughts, not to come from a place of the heart and, and come from a place of wisdom. We've we've been conditioned and trained to be obedient and and follow the rules and just kind of listen to what we're told. And and when we're you know we're talking about these tribal communities and our ancestors that sit around the fire and tell stories, well that's happening on a massive scale right now with the mainstream media. The mainstream media is is that fire that comes through the 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 the, the living room. You know everyone gathered around. Like like the fire of old and, and sitting around this this glowing box in in the in the living room and then just li- listening to them spew this garbage you know it's 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 like having like a, a a leader you know like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom you know like the guy is like pulling people's hearts out and and you know like like all has all these children like working slave labor and it's like that's the information that's like being disseminated from this these fake news things and it's omnipresent it's everywhere you know you can't escape it it's it's shellacked on thick you know it's like every that's that and because people don't have time people like you said people don't have time to to find out what the truth is so you know and and i and i'm a big believer in 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 you know that it's i think that it's almost the system that we live in in this current you know civilization what we call you know modernity is uh almost designed that way you know it's it's it, i i would think that it's almost designed that way for the the so so-called quote-unquote tribal leaders of our time to be uh to be benefiting off of us rather than to be helping us and to be connecting with us. You know, they're, they're almost like, you know, just, uh, just, just benefiting off of all of us being confused and, and less informed and distracted and, and fighting with each other. And, you know, we're fighting with each, with each other. We're arguing with each other and we forgot, you know, about the, the real, enemy almost you know we forgot about the real the real problem uh, that we're all getting suckered into you know we're all being kind of duped and 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 we're falling for it you know we're falling for this thing and so when you're talking about you know trump and all this stuff i mean you got to come from a position of of having an open mind about it you got to come from a position of 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 compassion and 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 you know for all these people out there that are supposedly spiritual and religious whatever they want to call themselves that's the that's the biggest kind of compassion that you can give to the world is is just coming at things with an open mind and an open heart and looking at things with without any kind of 
uh, association with your team or your side or your emotional feelings or reactionary uh, ego, uh, you know, coming at it from that, that point. And, and unfortunately, I just, you know, people are so whipped up into, into this fervor of, 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 of hate and animosity and, and rage and, and, you know, just confusion, a lot of confusion too is out there that, uh, that, yeah, it seems like the right thing to do is just let's fucking hate this guy. You know, but it's like you're right. Like you said, it's like you're just you're just putting more hate into the world. You know, what would Jesus do? What would the Buddha do? You know, they they come at it from a place of compassion. You know, it's like love your enemies. You know, like understand where they're coming from. I this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time. It's like, you know, uh, there's like a ISIS bomber guy who wants to like kill everyone. It's like, I, I kind of feel bad for that person. Like it's like it's almost like it must it must be such a horrible existence to live that life of suffering that you want to put hate into the world, that you want to kill other people, that you want to harm yourself or whatever. It's just like, what a, what a horrible suffering experience that must be. And, and if you approach it from that angle, I think if you extend the, the compassion of the heart and the, and the love and the energy of the kind of, you know, this kind of, uh, Buddha, Jesus kind of energy that it's, that really you, you stand in the most powerful position because it's like, you know, no matter what you can do, you know, no matter what you do, you're never going to affect, affect me. You know, it's like, I, I come at things from, from a, from a, a neutral standpoint, from an open standpoint. And I think that a lot of, a lot of, um, what happens is, is almost a, a result of kind of what we've allowed to happen. You know, this, there's this, uh, there's this, uh, term or, or definition called like the shadow in, 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 uh, I don't know exactly know ex- uh, where it came from, but it's it's I, I guess like a psychological uh, term, you know. That it's kind of your your unconscious. The shadow comes up, and it's it's basically uh, like a. I remember I'm a big fan of of Joseph Campbell, so he he talks about. It, he says the shadow comes up because it's a function of of the organism as a whole, and so if you look at Trump, Trump is kind of like the representation of our collective. Uh, unconscious. It's the shadow that comes that came up. It's 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 the the thing that has not been recognized and has not been like given a voice or given its place, and it and it comes out. But oftentimes, what they what, what he goes on to say, Joseph Campbell goes on to say, is this is almost a challenging experience when the shadow comes up because we must address it, you know. And 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 by addressing this big big challenge, there's almost always guaranteed a transformation of consciousness. In dealing with, in dealing with uh, an aggressive kind of shadow uh, figure that has ar- arose, and it's not just it's not just the person Trump, but it's kind of what he has inherited. Like you said before, you know, Obama did these things, but no one said anything, you know, and so it's just this this accumulation of all this dirt that's been kicked under the rug from our culture, all this stuff that we've turned a blind eye to, and we've just allowed, and we've kind of lived unconscious lives, kind of trying to distract ourselves from it. And now it's like we have to deal with this. Like we have to deal with this before before things get even worse. We have to, you know, now more than ever, we need to really come to a place where we understand each other, not not, you know, yell at each other and say, oh, oh, you said some nice things about Trump. Well, well, that means, well, fuck you then, because you, you must be an evil person. It's like, no, no, <laughs> like, let's let's try and come together. Let's understand each other. You know, let's let's fight this thing together. Let's unite. You know, there's nothing more powerful than people uniting together for a common purpose. And so I think that uh, I know Ronald Reagan said in, in a speech at the U.N. when he was president, he said uh, 
he said, I, uh, you know, I almost feel as if the, uh, you know, the, that we would have world peace if there was a, a UFO attack from an alien civilization. And, you know, he, he's right. It's like in, in, in the movie Independence Day, it's like, you know, if we had like an alien attack, we would all the all the nations of the world would unite to like fight off that alien attack. You know, it would be we would have a reason to join together. And I think that what we're seeing now possibly could could be that in this Trump presidency, in this in this kind of transformational shift that we've been experiencing uh, in, I think, on a global scale, because you can't talk about the United States without talking about the globe. I mean, it's just, a, you know, we, we have this fucking empire, you know, so it's like you have to kind of talk about it in that terms. There's a ripple effect. And you saw with, you know, Brexit and all this other stuff that there is this this kind of fermenting thing happening right now and it's like i think we're going to go either two ways we're either going to destroy each other or we're going to unite we're going to come together we're going to rise to the occasion and we're going to forget all of our petty little differences or our fake spirituality and our fake emotional teams or fake sides and we're just going to drop all that bullshit and come together on a real human level yeah so you know i just want to say a couple more things about trump and uh you know some things i really like about him is and here I am, you know, apologizing for, I'm a Trump apologizer. <laughs> you know, I think when he's president, and he is, everything that he does will be looked at from a microscopic perspective. Everybody will be ultra examining his every action. Just like the visa ban, Obama has done this many times, but nobody gave a shit. But now when Trump does it, all of a sudden it's blasted on front page of CNN and Fox News and, um, you know, Washington Post. So I think it's good because government is going to be held accountable again, you know. Yeah. And people will actually see what's happening and question everything. I think that's really important. We should always question authority. And whatever he does won't be, you know, under the table anymore. It would be on front page and on CNN. So I think that's great. Another thing that's great is, I just want to point out, I'm an immigrant from Hong Kong to the U.S. Now, I'm a U U.S. citizen now, but I was an immigrant for the longest time. I had green cards, all that shit. So I think I have the right to talk about this immigrant stuff um, because I'm actually an immigrant. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, his, his, his stance on China right now, because I, you know, I'm in Hong Kong and Hong Kong has a really um, special relationship with China and his his stance on China, I think is it's fucking awesome, man. Like he's actually treating China like how Hong Kong or Taiwan people want China to be treated. Uh, Trump actually recognized Taiwan as an independent country rather than China's little bitch which you know all the other previous presidents has been has done and i think that's amazing man i think trump standing up to china is the beginning of something awesome in terms of hong kong because we've been trying to you know get off this china thing for a while now like we've been trying to trying to be independent which we're trying to become our own state uh for a long time and with the administration under with Obama and Bush, that was not happening because there's just too many uh, money on the table for them to call out China like that. But Trump doesn't give a shit, man. He's just like he's gangster, 
yeah. for China, and uh, I, I I fucking love it, man. I really do love it, and you know it's a uh, and at these things nobody talks about. You know nobody talks about these things in the U.S. because well, it doesn't really part like doesn't really affect them that much. But when the topic came up and when Trump talked to the Taiwanese Taiwanese leader, everybody. All the news outlets, they were bashing him. They're like, well, how dare Trump recognize Taiwan as an independent state? And I'm I'm here, you know, we're super close to Taiwan in this situation or geographically. We love it, man. Like, we, we, we're, we are the ones that are getting affected by this, and we fucking love it, man. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, people in America don't even know what's going on, and they're bashing Trump for no reason. So, you know, I think a lot of people are misinterpreting a lot of his actions and just kind of following the narrative that is, oh, whatever he's doing must be bad, even though it's a good thing. Right. And I think that's very dangerous. It's like it's crying wolf. So when he does do good stuff, like you're going to call it bad. And when he does do really bad stuff, you're still going to call it bad, but nobody's going to believe you. So it's a really dangerous road to go down. And um that's why the importance of having an unbiased viewpoint to look at his stuff is really important. And I always say that Trump is your guru because whenever I'm seeing my friends on Facebook or people on Instagram that are supposed to be love and light warriors, when they lose their shit at the Women's March or when they're talking mad shit <laughs> at the inauguration, or whatever the case may be, that's the moment you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing? Why am I turning into this monster? What has Trump done to me? Mm-hmm. So I think Trump is really like this collective bad trip that these people are going through. Yes. And and bad trips are my favorite, man. I love bad trips. Right. I don't invite them into my life, but whenever they do come into my life, whenever I take too much mushrooms or or acid or whatever, and I have a bad trip, the after effect, it is a real teacher, man. It is one of the best teachers you can ever have because the stuff that you learn during a bad trip, you learn so much about yourself and how you handle adversity, how you look at life, you know, your your viewpoints, they get reexamined. You're all of a sudden way more introspective than ever before, and I think, in order to view a bad trip as a learning experience, you need that awareness. You need the admin. You need the mindfulness. And a lot of these people, these SJWs, Love and Light Warriors, they're not having that mindfulness or awareness. So right now they're suffering. But as soon as you look at Trump as a bad trip, as your guru, as a learning experience for yourself, then you will start to see the blessing. But a lot of people don't see that. And I might have the advantage of being in Hong Kong and not in the U.S. and not feeling that collective and conscious. But it is something that everybody needs to start doing at this moment. If you're mad at Trump, if you're mad at Obama, whatever the case may be, if you're mad at your girlfriend, just zoom out for a minute, man. Just zoom out. Forget all your dogmatic beliefs from the past. Forget all that shit. You know, maybe take a take some acid, you know, maybe... Do some psychedelics. Yeah. And and start, you know, thinking things in a new perspective again. That is what psychedelic is all about. It's about right. shifting your, your perception into something new. 
And I think that is really lacking right now in our own community. You know, we're in this psychedelic community. We're supposed to be liberal. We're supposed to be all loving. We're supposed to be one united. But that is not happening right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's I completely agree with everything you just said. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 this uh, it's this thing, I think, because maybe there is this kind of notion of what we're supposed to be, where people kind of, um, you know, just just attached to that. And then they don't really uh, they can't really go to any other place because they're so attached to that kind of supposed to be um uh, place or you know there's there's uh i mean appearance and tone is a lot too i mean just the, the like you said i think you said before like the way that trump looks or the way that he talks you know it's like that 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 can just do it for people they're just like oh that's it i'm i'm, I'm against this guy whatever so everything he says from now on is just going to be completely ridiculous but i i do i like the fact that he he's kind of you know he's he's not a bitch to 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 corporations or to to people i mean not yet he's not and he seems to be just doing things uh, you know he, he calls it like he sees it you know he might be wrong but he he talks he talks uh he talks the or he walks the what's the what's the expression walks the talk he t- he, he walks the walk of his talk um so far so yeah i mean I, I i do like that and i and especially like you were talking about like the stuff from china but um all right. Anyway, enough of the Trump stuff because we, I think we talked, we, we made some really good points and I loved everything that you said and I completely agree with you. Um, but you, you mentioned, uh, you dropped the Atman a couple times in, in this discussion. And then you also talked, you know, we're, this is a psychedelic podcast, of course. And, uh, we have, I don't think we've talked one second about, uh, any of these wonderful substances that we, that we like so much. So, um, we're, you know, we're about an hour in, uh, do you have uh, some more time just to talk a little bit more about maybe some psychedelics and uh, your experience, your, your journey, maybe what you're currently getting into, that sort of thing? Yeah, man. I can go as long as you want, man. I can go in for another another hour if you want. Oh, awesome. All right. Um, cool. So, yeah. So, well, all right. So so then if that's the case then, because I actually have some time too. Well, we, so we don't really necessarily need to jump off this uh, political, global, cultural conversation because uh, I think it's such an important thing to be talking about. Do you have anything else that you want to that you want to dive into regarding that kind of stuff? I mean, I love I love what you were saying, and I and I completely I completely agree. I'm 100 percent on board with with your analysis of the situation. Well, I think it's all related. You know, you, you want to talk about psychedelics and substances and stuff like that. And I think they're all related into this situation because this is really the a grand teacher, like this whole situation, not just Trump, but with how the left, and when I say the left, I mean the people that are crying, and <laughs> you know CNN and those those type of people. Um, with their yeah, I don't even know what they are anymore. They claim to be the left, but they're not. I mean, I I used to think yeah. I was left. I uh, I like a term that's been going around here. Uh, called well this you know sjws and then they're called uh regressives the regressive left right. has been a term that's yeah. been used i like that i've been using that too and i think they're all related because when i when i look at or when i trip on psychedelics or you know meditate or do anything that takes me to that psychedelic state as soon as i'm there i'm no longer identified with my name no longer identified with my gender, my my race, 
my thoughts even. I'm just there. And when you're at that place, you feel peace, you feel equanimity. And you're you're not associated with these meat body associations anymore. Like you're not your body. And you can really, really feel that. And what I see from the left right now is they're over identifying with who they are as a person. Like I'm white, I'm black, I'm a trans whatever. I don't even know, like, I don't even know the, the right term. So I'm yeah. not, I don't want to go I'm there. Tr- I'm trans species. I'm half elephant, half man. Right. So like they're, they're over identifying with who they are as a person, as a meat body on this planet. And I think that is a really wrong way to look at things. And uh, do we have discrimination and racism going on today? Absolutely. Was it like how it was back in the day? Absolutely not. And I don't think that it's not, I don't think, I don't think it's non-existent, but it's definitely a lot better than before. And a lot of these people are using these as an excuse to, to get to their motives. And they're over identifying themselves with their gender or race. And I think they've lost sight of their mission here on this planet, like quite frankly, because if you just spend any time meditating or taking any psychedelic drug, you'll you'll realize you're not that body. You're not even your voice. You're not, you're not your podcast. You're not your iPhone. You're not, you know, Mike, I'm not Ed. We're just beings, not even beings, just energies, you know, made out of love and, 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 you know, just light. You're not Mike in, you know, in a, in a white guy's body living in New York city. Like you're not even thinking about that. But the moment we identify ourselves overly with that meat body, we start to lose track of who we are really inside and who we are really inside is love. And when we get away from that, we start to divide ourselves. You know, I'm Chinese, you know, I'm, I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm I'm Asian, not just Asian, I'm Chinese, not just Chinese, I'm from Hong Kong, not just from Hong Kong, I'm from Kowloon. And we start making all these divisions on, on ourselves and it's not useful and it's it's really quite harmful to us, I think. It causes a lot of suffering and division that is not needed. I think the moment we start to recognize each other as who we are on the inside, then we don't even see each other as color, as gender. We just see each other as their energy. And I think if you're looking at somebody and judging that person based on, you know, oh, like you're you're black or you're a woman, oh, I'm I feel so bad for you because you must you must be um you know repressed for a long time. If that's the first thing that you see from a person, you've really lost sight mm-hmm. because I that's not how I look at things, you know. Right, right. And I'm sure. And if, but if that's how, if that's your lens that you're seeing the world through, then maybe you are the real racist. You are the real sexist because right. that's not how I operate, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So when I see those things, it makes you realize, you know, like, wow, like maybe these people are the most sexist and racist of all because I don't look at other people that way. And I, I think 
a lot of people don't. But when, but these people, they're they're trying to fight for their their rights, but then also they're looking at things like very very in a in a wrong manner. And I think it's all interconnected. I think if they've had any psychedelic experience or they've meditated for 10 minutes, they'll soon find out they're on the wrong path. And what they're doing is an action of hate, an action of division rather than trying to unite everybody, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a soft uh, bigotry kind of on their side. You know, it's this like, oh, you know, uh, don't say that to the black man, okay? Like, I'm going to defend, you know, it's like you're actually being more racist when you say that. You know, it's like there, there's this kind of soft bigotry uh, on the on that side of things. And, you know, yeah, I, 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 I definitely see that. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's it's very interesting that, that, pe- that people are, are are like that. You know, I, I it's, it's hard sometimes for me to to really inhabit what that uh presence is like because i i don't uh i don't really feel i don't see things that way you know i really don't i think i you said that you don't either you know it's like i i the way that we're talking right now i feel like i'm really connecting to you on 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 a different on a level that's beyond race gender anything i mean we're we're sharing you know these these thoughts in our head that where the hell they come from, I don't know, you know, the accumulation of things that we've learned and all this other stuff. But for some reason, we're, we're you know, our, our technology has allowed us to, to like, you know, tell, <laughs> to communicate, like, almost like telepathically, you know, in a certain way, in a, in, in a kind of sense, you know, it's like, I'm just spewing these thoughts into like a microphone, right, all and you're halfway across the world. And we're, we're able to kind of relate and we're able to talk on this level. And, and whereas, uh, yeah, I had I, I didn't once think like, oh, yeah, I'm like I'm talking to some Asian guy from Hong Kong and uh, oh, I better, you know, I better structure the conversation in a certain, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever, however, however someone yeah. might, might think like that. I think it's I think it's pretty crazy, but we kind of learn these that we learn these things, you know, at such a young age and and like in, in now in, in today's time and I see this so much on the political side of things so much people like they're like okay like these these social justice warriors they're wrong so i'm gonna make a smackdown video and i'm gonna like i'm gonna show them what's <laughs> up and it's like there's this there's this like uh people love to see like debate and 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 like you know smacking down the other side putting someone in their place like you know trolling people getting a rise out of them all this stuff and it's like man that is just so that's so crazy it's like instead of like highlighting our differences and and smashing the other side and and yelling and screaming at each other you know i i want to see some more of like people trying to like bring people together you know i mean where's that 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 that's not sexy that doesn't get clicks right yeah well you know ramdas he said um if you're hungry and you go out to the world everything is food and if you're horny then everything is you know, something they can fuck. It's something like that. Yeah. And that's how I look at these people that, you know, are looking at these issues. You know, they're like, oh, well, you know, they're they're standing up for women's rights or race issues. And I think that's great. And I think you have every right to do that. But then some a lot of people these days are overdoing it and they're really um, losing sight of what the real battle is and for them it's like that's the way that they look at the world 
is through race, is through gender. So when they go out to the world, everything seems to be an issue when it comes to race, when it comes to gender, right. when there isn't. Yeah. So it's some it's really it's a really dangerous path that they're walking. But sometimes yeah. I, I'm just thinking, man, maybe that is where they're stuck, you know? Like I was talking to you in the beginning of the the podcast about, you know, somebody leaving me nasty comments and um, you know, telling me what to do. That is where I'm stuck, you know. And I think that is where they're stuck too. And instead of judging them like I have been for the past few weeks, you know, I'm learning to accept them and to to really encounter their their viewpoints, ignorance, whatever you want to call it with with an open heart and that is where they're stuck. I have points where I'm stuck as well and we're all stuck together, you know. But the thing is, the important thing is that we have to work towards getting out of that slump. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to do that every day in my meditation practice, in my yoga practice, in my mindfulness exercises. And when I talk to people like you, it makes me realize that I'm in a slump and I need to get the fuck out, you know? So I don't know whether or not they're working on their their slump or not, but it doesn't seem so, seem like that because they're actually getting encouragement and they're heroes for for being out there and you know fighting the good fight. I guess you know. Right. And uh, it's uh, it's nobody and nobody's calling them out. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, you know, yeah. There's there are people on on. Well, the people like, that are the, the people that are calling them out, they're fueling the fire. You know, it's like you're, you're the people that are calling them out. They're they're giving them exactly what they they want. Those that's people. true. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. They're like, oh <laughs> yeah, I got this fucking these fucking racist, sexist Trump supporters. They're saying shit to me. <laughs> uh, oh, you you cisgendered white male. Like, let me tell you something. And they're like <laughs> they're like foaming at the mouth. They're like, yes, we got exactly what we want. And then those those people retaliate to the to the you know the Trump supporter type people the you know the, those the people on that side and then the people on that side receive what they what they hear and they go ha these fucking idiots let me show them what's what's really up and it's just a back and forth back and forth like you said earlier fighting fire with fire and then you're you're getting nowhere right yeah yeah so i think in order to get out of that we have to be in the middle somewhere and to start that you got to have awareness, you got to have mindfulness. And where do they start, man? I mean, like, you know, for me, I'm a guy that has a regular practice of psychedelics, of meditation, of yoga. And I I think I am pretty mindful, you know, for the most part. I hardly get mad. I'm pretty mellow. But I lose sight all, all the time, man, especially like lately. I've been losing sight. I've been very ungrounded. I've been listening to too much Alex Jones. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you something, Ed. The aliens are coming. They're going to take over the world. you got to buy my male vitality formula. <laughs> the, the new world. The, the globalist agenda. The globalists <laughs> are coming. Ed, we're going to go. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've been really kind of ungrounded lately. But, you know, like for me, it's hard even for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And I but, have a regular but that, practice. But, but dude, that, so, that, 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 that's what it is, man. 
you know, that's, 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 this is what, like, you, you were saying that you, you feel disconnected, like, you know, ungrounded or whatever, but that, that's like the, that's a process in, in this journey. Like, it's a, you know, you're not, not getting mad and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, you know, there's, there is a time and a place to get to get mad, to feel that emotion, to to have those kinds of experiences, to be in a negative space, to be disconnected. There's there's always a learning component that comes with everything that you think is a flaw, everything that you think is a fault. There's always a learning component that comes with that. And 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 you know, sometimes you don't know what that is, but if you just stay the stay the course, you know, if you stay true to yourself, if you if you operate from your center and your your truth and your you know, you, you connect uh, with with things uh, according to, to your, you know, your meaning and your purpose or whatever that that, that that's like an unbreakable um, path that you're going to be going on. But you're going to encounter these challenges uh, along the way. And I think that's 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 that's, it, that's what this all is. And, and I think who is it? Duncan said Duncan Trussell was, was talking about, you know, we're all just walking each other home. Right. Like that's the Ram Dass thing. Like we're mm-hmm. all we're all walking each other home. And it's like everything that you that you encounter, I think, is is a, a learning opportunity to, to stay on that path of, of walking home. So I think I think uh, I think you're doing a fantastic job, even if you're struggling, because at least you're trying, at least you're making that effort, at least you're going in that direction. You know, so so that's and that's all we could ask for, because we are limited to these human bodies and this 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 meat sack and these, you know, the, the brains that we have this, you know, this operating system that we're running. We're limited to a certain degree. So I think by by doing the, the best you can is really all that we can ask for. Right. That's all that that's all that anyone can ask for is do the best you can. Yeah. And it, you know what, Matt? It is fun to be on a side and to scream at other people <laughs> you know it is fun i have to admit it is fun because i have posted some some facebook statuses on my my facebook just to get reactions out of people and see how people would react and it is fun but you know it doesn't do anything for your advancement on this human incarnation i realized that today and um you know just i think today is the day that i if you talked to me a few days ago, I was I would be pretty riled up and and very ungrounded, but I think today, for whatever reason, um, I've came to the realization that it's better for me to to really kind of just breathe and and detach myself from any ideology, from any side, no matter how fun it is, because it's fun to be on a team, to be on a tribe to fight wars because you know me being a cisgender male you know i like i do like to engage myself in combat once in a while right because right. i think that that is ingrained in our human dna yeah and it's it's fun but it's not going to do anything to propel myself forward into this human incarnation enlightenment game i realized that today and um when i realized that I felt so much lighter, man. I'm just like, oh man, I dropped the sword, I dropped the battle axe, I dropped the shield, and I'm just here, man. So do whatever you want with me, but you know, I'm here, and I'm not gonna, you know, take side on on either side, and I'm gonna approach any situation with an open heart, and I think we could all do that instead of having fear, which is the current mood of our society today yeah you know? fear fear and hysteria 
and that's scary. The fear, the because you know when you get people whipped up into such a, like a hysterical state, it it, it it really is like they've completely detached. There there is no you know like you said there's no Atman anymore. It's just they're in this like super they're in this super specific game, and that's become everything. And they're so zoned in that they they have no experience of anything outside of that. And yeah, it's like you know when you step outside of that. Things are a lot more calmer, a lot more chill. You know, just get high. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that was that was a thing for me. It was like, uh, you know, some problems that are going on, some things that are going on, some some things that you feel really super attached to. Oh, this is the end of the world. This is this is driving me crazy. Oh, these fucking people, they just don't understand. Like, if only they knew what I knew, or something like that. And then it's like, smoke a little weed. I I I feel like I'm. You know, those, these problems are not problems anymore. They're just kind of situations that will be dealt with in due time. And, uh, and, and it's such a different perspective. And yeah, man, look, psychedelics, I mean, if, if I did an episode, um, I think my last episode was called Psychedelics Have the Power to Save the World. And uh, I guess, you know, I mean, look, I, 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 I think I believe that 110%. Um, but I just don't, I don't think that everybody can take psychedelics or wants to take psychedelics but uh but man if if they were able to i mean i think that we would have utopian level change close to it in 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 a very short period of time yeah i agree man uh i don't know if psychedelics is the nlb all uh, honestly, because there's a lot of people that shouldn't take it, and even if they take it, they're still gonna be assholes. Yeah, true. I've seen a lot of those, and I th- I think sometimes, man, that we do need an opposition, that because everything in the universe is made out of yin and yang, there's gonna be a balance no matter what, no matter what you do, there's gonna be a balance. So maybe we need the opposition, maybe we need assholes. But I think, you know, psychedelics have a lot of potential to to shift us into the direction of equanimity, of peace, of not fearing ourselves, not fearing each other. And there's a lot of potentials with psychedelics with um, diseases as well. You know, I have a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, an aunt that has severe depression. Um you know, I've, I've gone to psychologists with her and doctors and it's, it's really frustrating because they're prescribing her Xanax and I'm sitting there at the doctor's office with her and, uh, I know a a cup of ayahuasca, maybe so maybe five grams of mushrooms in a dark room or some acid with a good guide would probably heal her in a week. Yeah. But instead she's suffering really, really badly. And I mean like she is really suffering and a doctor is only prescribing her some bullshit ass pharmaceutical drug that doesn't help. It only masks the problem. So when I see that it breaks my heart, you know, it really does. And there's nothing I can do about it because I know the answers. I have the answers I have a fucking podcast talking about this, you know, right, yeah, <laughs> about yeah. psychedelics, but I can't tell my aunt to try mushrooms, dude. She's going to call me crazy. I can't fly my aunt to Peru to do ayahuasca. 
you know, she's going to ask me what that is and she's not going to want to do it. You know? Well, she's and, not, yeah, she's probably not, not open to receiving that, that sort of message. Right. Mm hmm. So I think there's a lot of potentials, man, when it comes to psychedelics, not just with, you know, healing our current, you know, society as a whole, but, you know, just like in terms of mental illnesses like depression or PTSD or anxiety or just like having a better perspective on things, you know, having instead of like being fearful all the time of um, our future of our death, like we can embrace it with an open mind of open heart with positivity. Mm -hmm. I think there are so many things that psychedelics can benefit us with, but you know, a lot of us are not ready for it. A lot of us never heard of heard about it, you know, and, um, but it, when it all, it all comes down to, you know, your intentions, I think, because a lot of people can take psychedelics with a party drug intention and walk away with just that. You know, a lot of people take acid at concerts and it's just fun. You know, they don't realize everything is one. They don't realize the Atman. They don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just kind of take it and it's a thing. Sure. Yeah. I've done they that. get high. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, it's very like, it's very superficial in a way right right yeah just so, get, get wasted get loaded yeah mm -hmm. so i don't know if psychedelics is the answer but it's definitely better than a lot of other things and i think it's a great start and the thing about psychedelics is when you talk about drugs like lsd or psilocybin and things like that it's hard because you can't take it every day it's it's not something you can repeat a lot of times uh, because we do build a tolerance to it in terms of with LSD at least, mm -hmm. with mushrooms, it's not like you can take it every night, you know, I mean, you can microdose, but it's not gonna have that much effect, effects. So it's hard on that level as well because we can only take it every few months or every few weeks. So I think the most important and most powerful tool in the meditation toolbox is meditation mm -hmm. because it's something that we can repeat every day. It's something that we can always come back to. We don't need props. We don't need set and setting. All we need is to sit down and close our eyes. It doesn't matter how loud it is outside. You know, you live in New York City. I'm sure it's super loud. Yeah. Over here, you know, construction going on 24 hours a day. Oh yeah. But I mean, we, I, I I do. I I like every pretty much almost every morning. I mean, I I miss a, I miss a few mornings here and there, but I uh, I do a breathing uh, meditation exercise. It's it's something called the Wim Hof method. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with it, but yeah, it, it it and that totally takes me out of uh, of where I am, and I'm just completely in a different universe. I mean, it's it's amazing. Step back and 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 catch a breath, kind of thing, especially in this city. So yeah, I I agree with you 100, percent man. I think that that that's key. It's like you don't need any drugs. You don't need any kind of thing. All you need to do is take a couple deep breaths sit alone you know with yourself go inward into your own psyche into your own mind and there could be so much that could be uh discovered and developed from from just that the, the thing that i i like about psychedelics is that you know for people that are really kind of indoctrinated into a certain kind of cultural conditioning or, or whatnot or or just you know some someone that's like a just like a super republican christian gun-toting like you know just uh uh, one of one of these kind of 
non totally non psychedelic people you know if they were to like take like five dried grams of of mushrooms in silent darkness like that that'll shed like that'll shed a lot of that that sh- bullshit off and and it's kind of like a sledgehammer that that's that's why i i like them because i feel like that for me my first experience with like uh taking psychedelics i took lsd and that's kind of like what happened it it, it it really like shed a lot of this bullshit that i thought was true and real or how i identified myself in an instant you know it just poof, smashed it all to pieces and i was like oh okay like uh, this is a whole new world out here <laughs> Yeah, I think psychedelics are important, man. And I think the best combo is to meditate every day and do a psychedelic every few months just to reset the system. I think it's real important. It's like defragging uh, your computer. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, we get too caught up into our daily lives and we think this thing that we're doing is real. We think this this human experience, this laptop I'm staring at, this mic I'm speaking to is real. We think it's real and we buy into it too much. But then when you take five grams of mushrooms, you realize it's just an illusion. Mm. It's, it's, it's not real at all, man. Like this is all a simulation game and you're playing this character, Mike. I'm playing this character, Ed, and things that are in front of you, they're simply you know, illusions and, and kind of like virtual reality. And, you know, we have a lot of misconceptions about, I think we have a lot of misconceptions about who we are, about life. And we take this too seriously, you know, like people, people take life too seriously. Way too seriously. Yeah. And they over identify themselves with who they are, their name, their job. I'm a doctor, you know, I'm, I'm a computer engineer, whatever the case may be. Do you know who the fuck and I am? <laughs> exactly. So it's uh, it's it's it's, so it, you know it all it all comes back to the current problems that we are having today. And when we're looking at those problems, it makes you realize. Number one, am I that person? You know, am I acting that way? And if I am, then you should get out of it. And two is, you know, are your friends trying to drag you into this this dirt hole that they're in because we're we're so influenced by our friends and and family that sometimes we don't have our own viewpoints you know like we forget like w- what we actually believe and who we are but then when you take you know some mushrooms or LSD none of that stuff matters anymore you know That's like right. you're 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 just you're just this being inside of a a meat vehicle you know <laughs> when i was taking a lot of mushrooms one time I don't know if you're familiar with Gundams. Like, there's Japanese cart like cartoon. They're basically Transformers, uh, but in Japanese style. Mm-hmm. And I was basically, I looked at my body, like I was super fucked up on mushrooms, man. I mean, I had a lot, and I thought I was gonna die, and overdose. Oh my god, <laughs> That's how fucked up I got. Wait, did you? How and, many? Uh, how how much did you take? I think I took like seven, eight grams. Wow. But that's a lot. It just gave man. me. A, it just gave me like a, it fucked me up real Is that the most bad. you've ever and taken? I think so. And I I wanted to puke the whole time and I should have puked. I don't know why I didn't. Anyways, I, I was looking at my body and I thought to myself, holy shit, man. Like I'm in this Gundam suit, like this Transformer suit. Like there is something else controlling this thing and it is not my body. Right. It is not this, you know, like this is separate. 
I got this like for 29 years. That's how old I am. Yeah. But this is not who I am. I am something else. And it was I am that inner voice that's telling me that the body is in me. And even that inner voice is in me. There's something behind that as well. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's and when you take mushrooms, you realize that, man. You realize that you're not who you are. Right, who you are right. is just who you tell yourself. You're telling yourself lies every day, and we repeat those lies, and they become the truth. You know, it's like CNN telling people fake news, and they become truths for a lot of people. You know, so the moment you 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 meet God on mushrooms is the moment you realize the truth, and that is a precious, precious moment. But not a lot of people will encounter that, and. It is. I think everybody should at least try one heavy psychedelic before they die, just to you know have a chance, man. You you know because I think it's a shame to live this life without having that experience. But who knows? May, maybe when you die, you'll have this immense DMT trip, which I think is true. So, um, but I think yeah. you know, I think everybody should experience that once in their in their lives. I see a lot of people suffering that doesn't need to be suffering you know yeah totally man i and i agree and i think that's very important and uh you know i think one of the things is like you know we we're talking about connecting with your tribe and and that sort of thing and i think the way that our our civilization has developed and, and how we're living in this modern world today it's all about getting rid of 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 people uh, not not getting rid of people. Well, maybe some getting rid of people, but getting ri <laughs> getting rid of the ability for people to have direct experiences with the divine. You know, it's it's there. There is a, a concerted effort uh, from the powers that be, and this has been uh, the model their their operating system since since they decided that they were going to uh, implement this kind of system of control, whether it be from slavery times or, or whatever until now, which I think that we're living in just kind of a new form of slavery a different kind of slavery but it's uh but it is it is this this kind of effort to prevent people from having divine direct experiences that they control on their own and and identifying with what makes them human what what makes them re, you know what makes them connected to the cosmos and to the earth and to the to the nature and to the setting around them or wherever they may be it's that that experience that is it is almost ineffable. It's it's almost something that is, it's it's very personal. It's very deep and it's very individual. And so there's there's a large effort I think on 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 power structures that seek control, that seek that seek to uh, that seek to um, try and design society uh, to be a certain kind of way to benefit them, where they don't want people to to have these experiences. You know that you go to the church and you listen to what the priest tells you. You know you come, you walk in that church and you go, the, the organ is playing and the stained glass walls are all there and it's this just giant show. You know this giant Wizard of Oz type thing. You know and there's a guy behind the scenes pulling the strings. And he's the one that's like, listen, you listen to me, you trust me, everyone, you be, you know, good little boys and girls, and you're all going to go to a special place. And there's a lot of people that still buy into that sort of mentality. And we see that happening now with corporations and governments as well, and even college uh, institutions and universities, 
where the where the arbitrators were of truth, where the where the uh, authorities of of truth, where the people that will tell you what is real, what is true, what is noble, what is right, and what is divine, and you will only access that through us. You know, we have these mega corporations, these global corporations that you know we they 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 uh, are 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 like you know worship us and the same thing with the the state you know the government they're like it's 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 the same kind of religion as well it's like look there's there's rituals you know the way that the buildings are designed it's this whole kind of cultish kind of worshiping and it's all designed to get people to uh live kind of almost unconscious obedient lifestyles whereas when you're uh you know you're a fucking you know, you're Ed Lu, renegade in Hong Kong, going out in the woods and taking fucking eight grams of mushrooms and having experiences that nobody could fucking tell you that is not real or whatever. You know, when you're when you're a pioneer, when you're like a rogue like that, you're you're doing something that is primal, that is that is that's been done for thousands of years by our ancestors that connect you know, that's that's so undeniably true. And that that's a, a threat to the status quo. You know, that's a threat to the way that things are. You know, if people if I think if people have a realization that, you know, they are everything that they've been searching for, you know, it's it's almost like, yeah. well, what do you need all these other things for, you know? Well, I think the problem now is that everything is too transactional. Like we can buy almost anything and people think they can buy spirituality as well. Right. Just look at the mega churches in Texas, you know, like there's no spirituality there. It's all transactional. Like they're going to the church because they don't want to go to hell. I was at this hospital because my uncle was sick and, uh, you know, he had to stay overnight at the hospital and he was actually, you know what, man, he has, um, like a, a really severe case of cancer. So I was there visiting him Sorry and helping him out. No, it's all good. But I was in the, the, the patient room and there's a lot of cancer, cancer patients there, about eight of them in that room. And a lot of them don't look too well. You know, they're about to die and they're really sick. And um, so one of them is, I think he's dying, right? I don't know. That's just what I'm assuming because their families are, his family's all there. Like they're all gathered around the bed and they're calling this, this priest there. The priest has like a, like a father guy, you know what I'm saying? Like a Catholic father. Mm-hmm. Like the guy is like performing his thing, you know, trying to, I guess, baptize him or whatever so he doesn't go to fucking hell. So I'm looking at this like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, <laughs> this this father figure is not any more connected to God than you are. Like, don't like what are you trying to do, man? Like you're buying this experience. So your family member isn't going to go to hell. Right from this guy that's in a funny outfit because he claims that he's close to God. And just because he's doing some weird shit or saying some weird stuff, you know, your, your, your family member isn't going to go to hell. It's going to go to heaven. Is that, that is how transactional religion is. The religion is these days. And it's fucking sick, dude. It's like, it's disgusting. There's no, nobody. I'm not saying nobody, but a lot of people lack, spirituality you know they don't know the meaning behind actually praying you know like they're just doing it because that's how they've been told right you know what i mean and it's like they they read the bible or i don't want to pick on christians but they read the quran or whatever 
just because that's how they're taught. And it's almost like a school thing. It's almost like a very transactional. It's like, okay, you believe in God, you believe in Jesus, and then you'll go to heaven. And if you're Muslim, then you'll have the virgins or whatever, which is a pretty sweet deal. And, <laughs> you know, it's like you're buying your way into this eternal life of greatness instead of like actually diving into spirituality and discovering what it is all about. You know, like we don't have our own paths anymore. Everything is laid out. Everything is bought and sold. It's kind of disgusting. But there are some of us out there like me, you, like Duncan and Joe Rogan that, you know, that will carve our own paths, you know. And I think there's more and more people like that. You know, I hear a lot of people that are doing the same thing and they, they reach out to me on the podcast or I meet them in real life or whatever. And it makes me really happy to see that, man, because like everybody's waking up now, I think. I think yeah. people are waking up to the fact that we don't have to be in these systems, you know? And these systems, they're not serving anybody, you know? They're serve, they, I guess they serve the people before us and it got to, and it, it got us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. But I think we're too evolved, too woke for this fucking system, you yeah. know? I think yeah. we don't need it anymore. It's like, it's time to shed the skin. And yeah. I think we are shedding that skin. And it's an amazing transformation that I see some of us are growing through, you know. And of course, there's a large part of us. When I say us, I mean the human race, I guess, that are still very blind and asleep and and uh, not enlightened to these things. But I have hope, man. I really do. You know, I was, um, there was a point, I think, about, a few months ago where I thought people are really waking up, man. People are really um, getting enlightened and not enlightened as in like a Buddhist way, but like just waking up to the fact that we've been lied to and we don't have to do, do things their way, the way that government tells us, the way that the schools have taught us. We can actually do it our own way. And we are waking up to psychedelics. We are realizing its benefits. And then, you know, I just realized I was in this bubble where I talked to people that are like me, like you, like Duncan, and and the world isn't like that. You know, it's like it's like a liberal waking up on the day of the election and realizing Trump won because half the country doesn't think the way you think. So I think we, we we have a long way long ways to go in terms of you know people being uh, awakened. Yeah. No, def but definitely. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I I I have a tendency to think that like we're we're almost at like a uh a stage in in our in our development as a hu human species in like a kind of like a uh, teenage stage almost like it's like you know we have to kind of go through this like rough awkward awkwardness and you know that 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 kind of growing that the, the challenges and stuff and the growing that comes out of it because really i mean what we're trying to do is just trying to we're trying to understand every everyone's trying to understand everyone you know and if if, you, if people don't understand each other then there's going to be it's going to be a mess and that's kind of what we've had for the last like i don't know ten thousand years or so or whatever you know uh, it was a lot easier to understand people when you were living in a small tribe of like a hundred people or something like that and you know 
you you have one set of beliefs and one set of uh, way of doing things and and everybody's a part of it you know that's your life and you you live in it and now it's just different you know we live in this global world and it's like holy shit like what the hell's going on it's just it's so chaotic and it's so messy and everybody's trying to understand everybody else and 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 it's it's it becomes difficult but but uh but yeah, I think that I think that that's that's the goal, and it's exciting. I have I have so much hope, you know. Like, I I'm not one of these people that's like ah, it's not possible, you know, whatever. I'm like, as soon as you say it's not possible, it's not possible. Like, it's just you know, if you if you think that there's a possibility, I I I, I totally think there's a possibility. I think there's hope, and I think that we can we can li- we can live in a better uh, world, and we can make life better not just for ourselves, but for people around us, people that we care about. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what what the you know what like the 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 feeling that I have that is com- that compels me to think that way. But that's just the way that I think. I think that that uh, I would just I would personally uh, it would be more enjoyable to live in a peaceful uh, place where where everyone's kind of free to to have. Uh, just do whatever they like and as long as they're not really hurting anyone else and, and that sort of thing. I mean, I, I don't know what the hell comes after this, you know, but uh, all, I, all I know is that we're here right now. So why not try and li- like make the best of it that we can? Li- like there's, you know, no more waiting, no more procrastinating, no more saying like, oh, well, that's not really, uh, you know, realistic or no, it's not really pragmatic. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm, I just want to make life as dope as possible for me and everyone I know. And, and I'm not going to gamble you know this life uh you know i'm not gonna like bet on an uncertain life that comes later i'm gonna i'm gonna place all my bets on this life right now i think that's the craziest thing is that when people you know don't live their lives to their to their truest and fullest potential on on a bet or a gamble that like that there's going to be some kind of crazy cool afterlife with like virgins and all this other shit (laughs) it's like dude we're here like you just got dealt a hand of cards as soon as you're born, you got dealt a hand of cards. It's like play that fucking hand and play it as best as you can. You know, I know that's kind of a cliched ex- expression, but it's it's so true. It's like, you know, that 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 is uh, that's the goal. Like for me, like if this is a game, if we're playing a game right now, like for me, the ultimate challenge of the game is to try and uh, make the world a better place, to try and improve myself, to live life to its fullest, to get every single experience and joy out of it. And it's like, and, and, and my way of thinking is just like, why not? You know, like, why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to do that? And uh, yeah, it, it, it really sucks. I, I get, I get very affected when I see people that are trapped and suffering and depressed. Like you were talking about your aunt like with depression. My mom suffers from, uh, you know, similar kinds of things. And, and like, I, I literally was like over Christmas break, she was like screaming, freaking out, like having like a panic attack about something. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, just smoke weed. Can you please smoke weed? (laughs) Just fucking smoke weed. You grew up during the sixties. Like, why don't you smoke weed? And she's, you know, she's just like, I don't, you know, I don't need to do that. That's, you know, they're drugs. Uh, you know, they're just so, oblivious to that world but i know that i could you know like i i've i've done i've experienced your profound uh states under under ayahuasca and i've had so many benefits i mean i myself have suffered from depression so you know i've self-medicated with mushrooms and ayahuasca and lsd so i know the the benefit of these things and and like what you were you were doing uh in 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 your interview with uh tim scully uh from the um orange sunshine uh he the Mm -hmm. lsd cooking lsd (laughs) 
He, uh, <laughs> you, you were, you were, he was, he was like, yeah, he's like, look, I felt compelled to share this with people. And that, that's exactly how I feel, you know, like as somebody who suffers from, uh, you know, chronic depression myself, it's like, and, and, and my mother and, and I've seen it runs in my family. I'm like, I know the benefits of these things and I want to share them with, with as many people as I possibly can. So that's, that's kind of my, like, that's my mission. That's my goal is just to try and do whatever I can. And I guess like I, I really right now, the only capacity that I could do that in is talking about it, having conversations like this and hoping that there's people listening. And I know there are that this resonates with them and they, man, there's nothing better than that. When, when I get a message from someone that says, I totally understand what you were saying. I, I went through the same thing. You know, that really resonated with me. That really connected. You, you changed my mind. You changed my perspective on things. I mean, that's, that's how we, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's how we do this. You know, you, you spread, uh, you spread the message and you connect to people and then it, it kind of just, you know, moves that way through, through, uh, through consciousness and, and through other mm -hmm. forms of, you know, of, of being. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just plant the seed, man. That's all you got to do is plant the seed and it will bloom when it's ready because, you know, I have somebody that's very close to me. Uh, he's been to Iraq, Afghanistan. He's, you know, he's gone through wars and he has PTSD. He has a hard time sleeping. So, you know, he, he's on all these drugs that the VA gives him and you know how the VA, how effective they are. Um, yeah. you know, so he was on all these, you know, pharmaceutical drugs and I was telling him, Hey man, why don't you try some weed or, you know, some, um, mushrooms or I don't want to get too crazy because, you know, like he's not really open to those psychedelic drugs. So I was just suggesting like weed or mushrooms because I know it would help or MDMA because I think for a while the VA was um, testing vets with uh, with MDMA, but he kind of he said no to it, I believe. Mm -hmm. But I told him, hey, why don't you just be open to it? You know, maybe it'll help. Doesn't doesn't hurt to try because you know your PTSD is pretty fucked up and you're having nightmares and stuff. You should definitely try it and. You know, I just said it. I didn't really expect him to try it or anything. And a, a year or two later, he is, you know, the VA was like kind of fucking over and not giving him the uh, the meds for for whatever reason. Like, I guess there was a hold up in the system or something because the VA in the U.S. It's like it's a mess, you know, like they don't care about the vets. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I don't it's know terrible. whose fault that is, but it's terrible. And I don't want to point any fingers, but um but he was he was um dabbling with with weed and even without the meds he was able to function and he was doing really well with just smoking weed and i was like wow that's amazing man like that is that is what you need now you know like you don't need the the pharmaceutical drugs anymore you can just have the weed man and if you're really feeling fucked up then yeah you know take the pharmaceuticals but for the most part if you're just trying to maintain just smoke weed, you know? And I think that's all we can do. We can just plant seeds. We can't force anybody to do anything. Right. We can't be on the streets, you know, saying we deserve psychedelic rights or whatever. You know, we can plant seeds. We got to move things peacefully and slowly. And I think 
that is the key to progress right. is slow. We got to do things slow. We, if any, if things come fast, usually they come fast and go away real quick. So yeah, cheap thrills, uh, materialistic uh-huh. kind of things. Yeah. That, but this, so, uh, this, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, no, no. So I was just saying, you know, like I think all we can do me and you or people that are listening out there, there's hope, man. Like there's hope for us out there and we just have to be patient. We have to plant seeds and we have to be hopeful. And I think with a lot of people, their outlook on this world at this moment might not be well, might not be good. You know, if you're uh, an Iraqi immigrant, (laughs) coming trying to come to the US, you know, it might not look good to you right now, but there's hope, man. There's hope. So just keep believing, man. And I think with positive energy, positive intentions, you will attract the same thing back. Not not trying to be all the secret on you, but you know, I really believe that's true. And um we gotta promote unity and not division. So um just plant, keep planting seeds, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree. And, uh, this, uh, this girl I know once told me, she's like, you know, she's like, no one, no one listens to the person that's like, you know, uh, ri- riding down the, the Venice boardwalk, uh, beach, you know, dressed like Jesus with like a, with a boom box, you know, sh- you know, like a, a megaphone, like, sh- you know, praise the Lord. Like, this is the true spirit. If you, if you don't <laughs> listen, you're going to hell. Like no one listens to that person. It's like, you gotta, you gotta build a little campfire and invite people in and say, come and join and sit down in my circle and let's all share together, you know? And I, I do think that's, that is going to be the way that things change. And, uh, you know, just people just understanding each other more and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe that happens because we reach a point where things get really bad and we kind of are forced to do that. You know, I think, I think about that a lot of times where, um, you know, I'm like, how come, you know, why do people just accept like the like life the way it is? Like, why do they go along with this like suffering and like in this stuff? Like, I know I know a lot of people out there that are just like they hate their jobs and they are not in good relationships, but they just like go with it and they just like don't do anything about it. It's like, why? Why aren't they like waking up to, to something that, that could be better? And it's like, why are they choosing to live these these lives of like, you know, uh, suffering or whatever? And it's like, you know, I think that. uh that there, there's just that that they they don't really they just think that that's the way it is, you know. They just they're just like, well, this is normal. They're like, well, what do you you know what do you mean? And if you and if you try and like talk talk to them about an alternative way or something, they almost become hostile because you're like threatening their existence, and they don't want to admit that they have like a shitty existence. You know, they want to admit that like this is kind of just a normal thing. Like you're not supposed to feel happy. You're supposed to feel sad. You know, yeah, you're not supposed to like your job. You're supposed to hate it. You know, just suck it up and do it. You know, just this is life. What are you gonna do? You know, just like this is how it is. Is what it is. And like I hate that mentality. I just hate that mentality because I'm like, no, there can be a change. It's just it starts with you. It starts with every individual, you know, wanting to make a change and wanting to stand up and 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 do what's right. But I oftentimes think that I oftentimes think that uh, that there needs to be a, a catalyst for that change to happen. And unfortunately, you know, as history has proven, it's like usually around traumatic events that happen you know i mean i i remember when 9 11 happened i was like i was 16 years old and uh and and i remember when when that event happened here but it was such a tragic event and 
everybody just came together like the day at like the day of and the day after 9-11 and the you know the weeks following it was like there was no um division in this country i mean it was literally every single person was like we are all one we are all together we all love each other everyone was like how do you you know concerned about each other and we were all united against you know like we're gonna go get those people that did this and you know, even though at the time, you know, we didn't have all the information and we didn't really know what was going on, but it was this sense of unity that came. And uh, unfortunately, I, I, I think that that might have to happen before we wake the fuck up to make big changes. But that might not it might not be such a bad thing. Like you said, it might be the bad trip that we need. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, with everything that's going on, whether you're in a good camp or bad camp, I think things are going to be heading towards a better direction because no matter what, man, like I think just in human, I think human existence or life or civilization, we go in cycles, man. We, we go up, we go down, we go up and go down Mm -hmm. and that's just the nature of things. So I have no doubt in my mind that with everything that's going on, it seems maybe it seems really bad right now, but I think it's all gonna turn around and be great again. Um, and I think maybe Trump is a catalyst for that. And uh, I think I had Rebecca Shaman on the show, and she predicted his victory and also predicted that he would be good. And I was like, holy shit! I didn't believe her at the time. She was like, you know, Brexit. Ha-, she was from uh, UK, mm-hmm. and she was like, Brexit happened. I think Trump is gonna be the next Brexit. And I was thinking, no, not going to happen. Hillary's going to win for sure. Right. And that's what happened, man. And uh, she said that, you know, like it's going to take a guy like Trump to really unite everybody and, uh, you know, make people realize what's really going on and have people wake up. And I think that's really happening. Yeah. And uh, that is the bad trip that everybody yeah. needs, man. Everybody needs. He is your guru, man. That I write that all the time on my Twitter, like hashtag Trump is your guru. Yeah. And I really think he is. And uh, you know, I I thank I thank God every day, man. I don't I don't believe in God, but I thank God every day, dude. That you know, this is like some hillbilly shit. I thank God every day that Trump is on off. <laughs> God Trump's bless president. America. But you know what, man? Like fucking it's, states. <laughs> it's uh, you know, World War II. Uh, you know, America, the world suffered greatly, but afterwards, man, there was some tremendous progress. Yeah. 9/11. Um, a lot of I know for myself, a lot of family stuff that's happened lately. Uh, a lot of people has been getting sick or getting in trouble with the government and stuff, and it just made everybody closer. So I, I really feel that you know that there is there's a lot of hope on our on our side. And um, you know what, man? Like the Chinese have a saying, like "May you live in interesting times." <laughs> and I have yeah, no I doubt in my one, mind yeah. this is a very interesting time. And also know that this is probably the best time to be alive, you know? Yeah. And you got to look at it like a wave, man. And the, when the big wave is coming, you can either surf the wave or get drowned in it. And a lot of people are getting drowned as we speak. But you can look at it and just start paddling and ride it. And once you ride the wave, you'll realize that it is not a curse, but it is a blessing. So... Um, we got to shift the way we look at things and, you know, 
don't get me don't get it twisted though if you see something that is wrong you should speak out you should stand up for it that is the essence of who we are and that is the essence of america that's the spirit of america but we have to do it with mindfulness we have to do it with a psychedelic state of mind you know yeah. so psychedelic perspective for sure yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe before you go to protest, you know, take a little microdose and see the difference. You know, I think that would help a lot of people, man. Like people go out to those protests just raging, but take a little bit of LSD and pass it around. And I think, you know, the, the protest will have a lot more better discussions and progress instead of just like blind anger. So. Yeah, it opens you up, and it'll and it and it and it'll have more empathy, definitely, to connect with people. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's uh, I brought up Joseph Campbell a few times during this there's podcast, but he's just a, a very a big inspiration for me, and I've been like diving into a lot of his work recently. But one of the things he was talking about is uh, how you know he says man should not be in the service of society; society should be in the service of man. When man is in the service of society, then you have a monster. Uh, state that that becomes uh, created and and he said you know that's kind of what's threatening our world at this moment is like you know we we everything is 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 like outsourced to this like system this this institutions and these like machines and and we're we're expecting it to just everything should just serve us you know and we're not really like we're not really individually like trying to do things uh you know to serve to serve the greater good as a whole, like, like coming together, I think, you know, and, and, and like what we are seeing, I think we are seeing that, uh, happen, but it's, 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 it's definitely not getting like mainstream attention, you know, it's definitely not getting mainstream play, but, uh, man, I think we talked about a lot of like really, really cool things on this, on this episode. Uh, I thought this was a, an awesome, uh, discussion and, uh, yeah. So like, so what's next for you? What, what do you have going on with psychedelic milk? What's, uh, what, what do you have lined up? Uh, what, any kind of, you know, things that you could tell me about, about, uh, next projects or upcoming guests or, or anything like that? Yeah. So, um, uh, I just launched a Patreon campaign, which is, uh, I don't know if you guys know about it, but it is something that can help me directly fund a podcast because as you know, the podcast does take money, time, effort, and and a lot of heart to run. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's really I mean, I would really appreciate it if people would check it out, the Patreon page and support it. Um it is patreon.com forward slash psychedelic milk. All I'm asking for is two dollars a month. And if I can get that from half the listeners of the show you know, I would be doing a lot of great things on Psychedelic Milk, a lot of improvements, a lot of uh, better sound quality and stuff like that. And um, as far as the show, just keep listening to the show. If you guys are haven't listened to the show, it's uh, Psychedelic Milk on iTunes. Uh, it is really an honor and I'm super grateful to have the show because I get to talk to people like you like Duncan, like um, Tim Scully, like Steve Maxwell. And I get to talk to them about my favorite subjects in the world. And I have an hour to two hours with them. And it's really, 
really amazing, man. It really blows my mind. Because last year during this time, I never had the podcast yet. I had this podcast for about a year, uh, about a year. But in February of last year, I never had psychedelic milk. So um, if you told, if you, if I went back in time in a time machine to 2016 and told me that I would talk to you, Duncan, Maxwell, McKenna, and all these, you know, epic heroes of mine, I would tell that person he's fucking crazy, you know? Well, I would tell you but, you're fucking crazy for including me in that, <laughs> in that group of people. Jesus Christ, I'm honored and, and flattered. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I'm just a fucking dude like you, man. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what, man? Like, we have, like, all these conversations that I think could open up a lot of people's minds. And I'm really thankful for that, man. And yeah. uh, you guys can check out the podcast, uh, Psychedelic Milk, the website, psychedelicmilk.com. Everything's on there. And I really thank you for having me on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation. I've been dying to have this conversation for a long time. But, you know, I'm not going to have political talk with Tim Scully <laughs> or, or other, like, older folks. But uh, I think me and you, we're kind of on the same page and we can have an open discussion about these things and not, you know, offend each other. Because I think if I have a political talk with maybe an older guy or mentor figure, then it would, you know, I don't know how they would take it. You know what I mean? But I think with, with me and you, we could bounce ideas back and forth and we would have uh, enough of an open heart, open mind to, to taking each other's ideas and, and really, um, think about them deeply and i want to thank you a lot for having me on the show i'll have you on my show in the near future um so thank you so much mike it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and uh let's do it again man yeah likewise ed i appreciate that and and i feel the same way man it's like sometimes uh you know yeah i, I felt like this this meshed really well uh, and you know i'm i'm learning as i'm talking to you i'm learning things from that you're saying and i'm kind of building off of of things that i've said maybe new ideas that i never really thought of until i'm just saying them right now i think that's a that's always something that that i that i notice that happens when when good conversations are afoot and uh yeah man listen i i love what you're doing with psychedelic milk and uh guys go out there and 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 check out his podcast subscribe and 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 he's got some great conversations going on there and it's just a really really well i, I look at psychedelic milk like it's like, like a real cool piece of art that you're making like i really like uh you know i said that in the beginning of the show but i really do think it's a cool um you know when i listen to your show man i'm like in another world like a, i just feel like right from the get-go from like the intro it's like taking off on a plane you know you just get right in there and with the background music and the look and the feel of everything so you're doing a great job and I'm, I'm so glad that you're you're out there in Hong Kong and you're spreading the message of psychedelics and love and, and, and freedom and all that good stuff so thanks a lot for being on the show man really appreciate it and uh, and I'll talk to you soon thank you Mike all right peace brother peace